1: Yo, it is hot here at the Academy. I'm not talking me and John. I'm talking the weather, baby. It's been a scorcher at the Academy. All the cadets have been having their summer uniforms on because let me tell you something. Those full-length sleeve uniforms, man, you're going to sweat your nuts off in them. But it is me, the Vulcan Mark, because why not be a mark for the Vulcans? A founding member of, of the Federation. But I am joined here by someone that he identifies as Paramount Plus. So that means Paramount Plus, you should give him a free membership because he identifies as you. But he is also the co host of the Smack Attack with Money MacGyver. The Sinister Minister also does some moonlighting with Michael, J- Michael Jargo on Destino Podcast. It is my friend, my man, the Sinister Minister, John Enright. Big John, what is going on today? Going on.
0: Going well. Hey, I want you to see this. What does that say? It's 77 degrees in Texas. That's it is right. Hotter,
1: it is hotter here in New York. It was 90 degrees here in New York.
0: Than it is in it was right now ah, In it June. Was, dude, in
1: it June. was hot as fuck here. Dude, and, have um, you not seen
0: what the West Coast is going
1: through there? 116 in like Portland and shit I like that. that? Yeah. Well, Woo. you know, hey. Hey, listen, to, to all those people, wait a minute, are they all protesting? I don't think they're protesting <laughs> yeah. out 160-degree weather. No, 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 no. Social causes, it's like, ah, it's too hot to protest. We ain't going to fucking protest. Yeah,
0: no, no, it's not. But, you know, it's it's been good, man. I mean, uh, I know you've been busy. Um, you know, summer's kicked off. We're in the yeah. middle of summer right now. Summer programming for me, so lots of events and stuff uh, with the kids of our, our program, uh, and then you know we've got Fourth of July coming up.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Uh, for those of you, I know this will drop on Thursday, but we re- were recording this on Monday afternoon, so Fourth uh, of July is coming. So, um, just as a PSA, be safe. You know, don't be stupid. Uh, you know, if you dr- if you drink, you know, either. Plan on staying somewhere for a long time or get an Uber. Don't yeah. be stupid. Don't, don't, we want to see you back. We want to hear you do the thing. If you're on the lake, don't be driving on the boat and be stupid and mm-hmm. and whatever. I'm going to be on the lake, so I don't need you to be stupid on the lake because, exactly. you know, I want to come home to my family and I want to be able to do the things I'm doing. So, um, I'm going to my parents' house Friday. Oh, okay. And of course, they live on the lake in East Texas. So, uh, oh yeah. So it, it's nice. So if you've ever watched, um, if you watch the Memorial Day uh, Smack Attack and a couple other times, there have been a couple of times where I've recorded from my parents' house. Nice. And I rubbed it into James McIver, my views and stuff like that. <laughs> so you can go back on the YouTube channel and see what it looks like from my parents' house. Well,
1: but you know what, though? There's one thing that the money the McIver money has that, don't get me wrong, I have a huge golf mark, but when it comes to, to golf courses and everything else, I mean, Scotland is—you can't beat golf in Scotland. It's the birthplace Uh, of golf. St Andrews, Turnberry, um, oh god, there's a uh, Carnoustie. I mean, all those beautiful. And there's a couple other like Scotch golf courses that are like just, just secrets and they're just unbelievable. And Scotch, so we got to give it to Money, but Texas is Texas. Don't fuck with Texas.
0: Texas is Texas. Texas. Yeah, that's right. Guns and everything. So guns. That's right. You don't need to
1: fuck with Texas.
0: Yeah, I know. Right. It's like I was. I was reading something the other day. It said like in America, so many people. There's so many guns per people, and then some. It was like somebody. I think it was a meme or something. Somebody posted it somewhere, and they said, "And it's 90 uh, of that is in Texas." You know, I'm yeah. just like, I mean, true, you ain't wrong. You're not no, wrong. No, you know? I, mean, I mean, I mean, you gotta. I got four, I think, for myself. I think I've got, got four. But yeah, I mean, I've got one of every uh, platform. I got a pistol. I got a Glock. Mm-hmm. I've got a I've got a three hundred blackout AR style rifle. Nice. Um, I've got a two forty three hunting rifle. Nice. And then I've got a uh, Benelli Super Vinci shotgun. Oh, yeah. You Benelli. Yeah.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. I got a, I got a beautiful Beretta o- over under that that I bought.
0: Dude, I love team. I too. love
1: the, the the dude the the Beretta. The way if if I if I go like pigeon like I would go like go shoot skeet and stuff, dude. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the best, you know. Dude,
0: wait, listen. Need a, you need but, a, Oh no! Before I'm saying, if you want to use that sucker properly. You need to look into Trek uh, safaris, and they have a deal where you go to Argentina, which really? has no limit on dove hunting, and you can shoot all day long. I'm <laughs> telling you, and they take care of it. You're going to pay a little bit for it, yeah. but they handle your flight, your lodging, your yeah. you know guides, all that kind of stuff. And here's the great part about it. You don't have to get up at like... BFE in the morning, like 3 in the morning to go, to The yeah. you, you can get up at like 6, 7 o'clock, have breakfast and it takes 20, the longest you might ride in the vein is 30 minutes to go dove hunting and then you go just hunting. shoot just shoot all day, you can, I mean I'm telling you you can kill a stack of dove up to your knee <laughs> Because there's no limit, because there are pests down there. Farmers are wow. begging people to come really? in. Yes, wow. farmers are begging hunters to come in. I went one year, um, and Will Clark, the famous baseball player, you know, Giants. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. He had just been the week before, and they were showing us his log, because they logged, like, how many, how much you shot, like, yeah. you know, how many shells and, you know, cases you went through and birds you killed. Mm-hmm. And so we saw he was a 91% efficiency shooter, Dude, and he shot only over-unders. He had four bird boys. Wow. One to hand him his gun. Uh Uh-huh. Another one to take the empty gun. A third one to reload the gun to give back to the one who's going to hand him a gun. And the fourth to pick up all the birds. Oh, my God. But he shot only over-unders. And he was a ninety-one percent shooter. Damn, as that. I mean, I'm telling you, man. And the food is amazing. You mm-hmm. eat incredible food. There's masseuses if you want that. Um, and It is great. Like you shoot from like oh uh, eight or nine to about noon, and then you take a break for three hours, take a nap and whatever, and you eat and go back to the you know house. And then from like you know three to like six or you know or whatever two to five, three to six, you hunt some more, and then you go back and you have this incredible gourmet meal. You, and you do whatever you want at the end of the night, get back up the next day wow. and go hunting again. And I'm telling you, they tell you to show up ready to hunt because you're going to hunt that half day you get there. So you are come dressed, ready to hunt camo, everything like that. And then they tell you, you're going to leave. You're going to have a half day of hunting, and then they're going to take you to the airport, and you're going to leave that way. And so you're you're going through the airport with your camo on and everything like that. So, like, literally, we, we went, and so... The, this is such a funny story. Both times we went, we went to these guys from Lafayette who are ballers, doctors, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, first time we go to Miami, go to Coral Gable, we want to eat dinner. And me and my dad, it's me and my dad. We're not pretentious. We're, I'm thinking we're going to McDonald's.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: We're rolling to Mc- we roll into Coral Gable, and they take us to Roost Chris Steakhouse in Coral Whoa. Gable, Florida, right, in Miami. And so we roll up there. And, of course, it's like 4.30 in the afternoon because, you know, we had a, like a 9 or 10 o'clock flight at, yeah. to go to Chile. And so uh, the waitress is like, can I help you out? She's like, yeah, we like to come eat. And she's like, okay. So she goes to get the manager, you know, because we're not – we're dressed to hunt. We're you in camo. Yeah, You're like- I've got like a camo fedora hat. I've got like, you know, overalls, oh you know, camo overalls, camo shirt.
1: Right? right. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hunting talk on the Academy podcast. Yeah, yeah. Nah. And
0: so we are chilling like that, right? The yeah. manager walks up. Now, mind you, all of a sudden, the manager knows like three of the guys in our group because okay. he trained in Lafayette where we grew up because Lafayette okay. has a roost Chris Steakhouse. Okay. It's, you know, because at one point they had the most millionaires per capita in the United yeah. States in Lafayette. So he trained there. So he puts us at this table right by this big window in front of coral gable so people are walking by like the strip of coral gable and seeing us sitting at a table you know and so the next time we go we go to atlanta this time the guys take us to this place called
1: chops in buckhead oh my god i know exactly where that is yeah okay that. you've been okay wow. so you
0: know how they have that elevated part yeah, right? Mind yeah. You, we're rolling in with guys in three-piece suits and you know nba players nfl players mlb players Cars parked out front. We roll in, they put us up on one of these like elevated tables, and we had like six servers, and who we were just taking care of, and we're still same thing, kitted out for, for <laughs> camo, ready to go hunting. And I'm yeah, telling you, baby. you hit the ground, off you go, straight to the fields, shooting guns and killing dub, man. Wow. It was just, I'm telling you, if you really like dove hunting and you don't want to have to worry about anything, man, that's the place to And you could even show up without your gun and rent for five bucks a day on Beretta. Um, they have like, uh, and they shoot 20 gauges there. So,
1: uh, Oh 20. You, so like, there's like, there's no kick,
0: right? Because here's the thing. If you, sh- and you, sh- it's still going to hurt. Oh, uh, for a oh, while. Yeah. Through-
1: yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Cause if you're, if you're firing the gun off for like three, six hours. a day, Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. here's the thing. I went through a case and a half in the morning. And so I went through three cases of, sh- of shells in a day and I was a light shooter. I was a light shooter going through three cases of shells in a day. And that's what I was like, okay. You know, and by the end of the day, man, your shoulder is, is feeling. Yeah, you're and so like, I, I would wear a padded shirt plus a, a pad, you know, like a shooting mm-hmm. pad underneath. They kind of help take some of that off and uh, which helped a lot. But like, there'll be times like my dad, he's smaller guy than me. He'd miss the pad and it hit like right here in the crease. Ooh. and You could see big old Ooh. bruise right there because he was just pulling up and just just got to get a quick shot off. Yeah. But I'm telling you, you're not seeing singles and doubles. You're seeing twenties and thirties in your groups. So all you have to do is leak the cloud and shoot, and you're going to hit some dove.
1: So wow, it's there's crazy. That many, there's that. There are the... millions. There wow. are millions of doves that. Why are just... is that? Now, now listen. Now, now. So, since we're in the academy, yeah. Obviously, obviously, you, you're you're given a lesson on basically how species could, you know, basically just destroy an environment. Like mm-hmm. you, we can, can relate that back to the tribbles and how the tribbles right. destroyed like a couple of Klingon planets. So, and tribbles were obviously introduced to the Klingons by <laughs> Kirk in the right. Federation, but. So how did the doves get introduced into Argentina where they totally just, you know, destroy the, the ecology, the, like the farmers and everything yeah. else here?
0: Yeah. So the ecosystem got unbalanced by the dove because basically people brought doves in as pets. Because, oh, okay. You know, it, and, and so it was like, oh, look at how beautiful these doves are. And it's a bird uh-huh. of peace. And all of a sudden. But there's no natural predators for them in Argentina. Um, there's not a ton of hawks or anything like that. Uh-huh. So they just blew up. And, wow. and I mean, it's just it's just one of those most crazy things. Exactly. And it's so funny. They have other I mean, there's there's pigeons that are there that, you know, we would accidentally shoot every now and then and parakeets, which are nuisances. We're not supposed to shoot them. But it's funny. One time my dad is shooting and <laughs> his bird boys with him and he shoots a parakeet. He's like, oh, no, I shot a parakeet. And the bird the <laughs> guy goes. Shoot the green bastard! Shoot him because <laughs> it's apparently they make nests out of like massive thorns, and the thorns will fall and they'll pop people's tires. That's how really? big. Oh, that's wow. how big these thorns are. Holy and shit. so, so the bird boys just tell them to shoot the green bastard. Just, while just shoot like,
1: everything. Yeah. He if he's got wings, if he's got wings, shoot the fuck. Yeah.
0: Just if it flies in front, wow. of you shoot it. You know, they're, they're, they don't care. They they're not going to report you to anything. It is nice. It is funny. It is but, so funny.
1: By the way, Peta, go fuck yourself. You yeah, 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 yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. And, 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 like at one of the lodges, oh they would take the dove from that day, clean it, take the breast meat, and then and, and then fry it, and that would be really? our ab- that would be our appetizer before breakfast. How dinner. is dove meat? it's good like well it's good the way they did it because okay. it's just it, i mean basically it tastes like a little gamey chicken I but see. they but they fried it as an appetizer so you know okay. it's about it's right, about well, that big it looks like a little bit bigger than a chicken nugget and then they fry it and you eat it as an appetizer before dinner and they had a dipping sauce that was really good well i mean um, that's
1: so. that's good that's good it's like a, at least they're not just like throwing the carcass no, no. they're actually using the animal too, Yeah and and whatever
0: no. we don't use and whatever we don't keep they give to the community that's so, good. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, like, you know, because I was like, "Hey, what what happens to all those dove?" And I was talking to the head guide, and he was actually from he was German, and mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, we make sure the community gets it. We okay. You know, we, we feed our family. You know, we feed the people here. Um, like my bird boy for one of them with that guy. Um, he was a teacher. Um, and and, and so he did this on the side, and he says he can make trip double to triple." Doing like a season of being a bird guide, you know, um, than he would as a teacher. Wow. So like, and that's like, you know, three, six month, you know, job for him. And then yeah. he teaches the rest of the time and he makes more doing that than he does as a mm. teacher. Yeah, you know, this was back in 02. So they were having some financial issues. He said literally that, that the money he gets, he puts under his mattress because it's safe than wow. the bank. At the time. So, you know, it was. Very not right.
1: I mean, he's, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's not wrong. He's, yeah. he's, he's definitely not wrong. He's definitely yeah. not wrong.
0: So it was but, interesting to, like, learn the different culture and see that and just be a part of that, too. So cool. It was fun. And, I mean, it's definitely something I, me and my dad talk about a lot, like how just nice. fun that was and, you know, the two times we got to go. and um, But, like, if you love shooting and you want to have some fun, uh, it is a great way to go. I mean, it's a great thing to take, like – you know, you and your dad and a brother or friend, and you just have a good old time. They have all okay. kinds of liquor. They have such good liquor. I don't drink, but from what the other guys who drank were there, they're like apparently they kept really top shelf liquor. Okay, at yeah. the lodge that you could have, and you know, that so it's good. And they'll have beer on the field for you. So if you want to shoot, really?
1: yeah, oh, so God, gonna, that's that's not, that's not a good mix, man.
0: Dude, we had fucking cages with us, so of course they've got beer in the field. They want to drink beer. We're like, Jesus. me and my dad are going, hey, those guys. Don't put us anywhere near them, okay? Yeah. we want put us on the as far away from yeah, them as no, we can
1: no. get. It's definitely one thing because <sighs> you yeah. don't mix you don't mix alcohol and firearms. No, don't. And why do you think? Hold on a second. Why do these serve synthahol on all starships? Because yeah, you got fucking phasers, okay. <laughs> You you gonna want to operate phasers? Fucking shit-faced. Okay, hey, hey, let me put it on start at the lowest setting and see how that feels. Oh yeah, baby. Oh day. yeah, baby. Start at the lowest <laughs> setting. Get something now. that. You're still dead. Okay, Jesus yeah. Christ.
0: I know. It's, oh um... man.
1: Oh man. So so so. Academy fans. You know, you just learned about something. You just learned something about a different nation's culture and a different what? Well, how different countries take care of nuisances in you know. Care of nuisances in Argentina, they just get a bunch of guys with guns and they just kill the shit out of fucking So (laughs) (laughs) Just let you go wild, just Just let let you you go go wild. wild. So, so fancy if you guys like shooting or just or heck, or even just want to go see something different in Argentina. Mm -hmm. And heck, you don't even listen, as John said, there's like a bunch of guys shooting it. You don't even have to kill a dove if you want, yeah, you can just aim up and just pull the trigger. You might not even hit anything, but just go check it out. And guys, listen, always here at the Academy, always be open-minded of everything. So
0: yeah. Trek safaris has a lot of different options. Argentina, they have photo safaris to Africa. They've got all kinds of really cool things. And the great thing about it is they help you every step of the way, get to where you need to with your flight, getting your papers in order, uh, helping you figure out what you need so that you can go to that country. Your lodging, all that stuff, your transportation. Mm-hmm. Like so, when we went to Argentina the second time, we had to lay into the, the international airport and get all the way across town to the national one. So Trek had it set up where they had a guide picked us up in a bus, mm-hmm. put us on this bus, and got us across town. No problems, wow. but you know, did some sightseeing and touring while nice. we were while we were doing that. So Trek did all that. We didn't have to worry about anything. We just knew we had to be at the airport at a certain time for our first flight and then catch our connecting flights, and then done. Trek handles all of it for you. So, um, I highly rem- recommend Trek Safaris if you're looking for something fun, a unique, different vacation that you want to do. If you're an outdoorsman, they've got fishing, they've got hunting, huh. they've got photo safaris, they've got all kinds of things you can do. Just check them out. They, they, they're a ton of fun in there. we
1: got to get them as a sponsor now. Okay? <laughs> I, mean, I just, know, I mean, right? Because, I mean, we put them over fucking huge. Okay, well, so, yeah. they got, so, they they got to come on as a sponsor. Yeah. But, as we were saying before we recorded, before we hit record, which we should have recorded, mm-hmm. we were we were talking about a uh, a a fan made Star Trek series, Star Trek Continues, that I recently saw all eleven episodes, and I got absolutely hooked on them. And, uh, John, you haven't seen that, have you, John? Such a- no,
0: no, no, that was, yeah. that's you just told me about it, and I was, it looks amazing. Oh, I yeah. mean, if you go to their website, like I because I looked it up, I went to their website, the posters they have for the episodes are incredibly beautiful. Yeah. The actors and actresses that they've got cast for this thing are spot on, mm-hmm. really good. Um, they have at the bottom, you can see bloopers and trailers for each episode. It's very high quality stuff. So yeah. um, from what I've seen so far, so it's definitely on my list of things to watch. So um, it's a great one. And then the other we had talked about last time about of gods the, and, of of gods, gods and men, men, of gods yeah. and men, Star Trek of gods and men, yeah, which is the one men, we talked yeah. about. Yeah. That is we, you know, we, we figured that one out, too. And, uh, you know, it's another fan made, you know, kind of kind of fan made, but also A lot of the actors put it in. It was for the 40th anniversary Mm -hmm. in uh, in in October of 2006 is when it came out, and it's basically a love letter to Star Trek. You know, you see Charlie X come back, we see a few other people come back, and 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 it's a it's a it's a really it's a love letter for for Star Trek fans. And so, uh, guys, if you haven't checked out. This creator fan made thing. There's a great universe of some really good stuff out there. Yeah,
1: God great stuff out there.
0: You know, so go check yeah. it out. You know, it's it's worth it. it uh, especially the Star Trek Continues thing. Man, it looks yeah beautiful. It looks I mean, beautiful. It really. I does. mean, like
1: like in all honesty, I was sad to see them actually end it because I wanted to see them go on and and continue it. Maybe in the second season, maybe pick up after the motion picture ends, and then kind hmm. of. There's like a there's like a five or ten year sp- no actually no it's a five year span between between the motion picture and and the Wrath of Khan right kind of want to see maybe fill that in a, a little bit right. and uh, but I mean they were I listened to a podcast that Vic I, I cannot I, I swear I, I cannot pronounce his last name but the guy that played Kirk it starts with an M it's a very Italian name I mean it's a beautiful name. It's a beautiful last name. I just can't pronounce it. It's like with some Greek names I, I can't pronounce. <laughs> but he had a podcast where basically, you know, you know, they, CBS, you know, they gave CBS a lot of credit. And even when CBS was suing Axanar, they actually supported CBS with that because he did make a good point. He's like, listen, you know, we're, you know, th- now the whole structure continues. That's a 501 3C. It's a charity thing. They they don't make a penny off of that. Right. Like, they did that out of love for for Star Trek. So, basically they just did just kind of like kind of break even.
0: Right. So, yeah. Which by the way, this has uh Vic Mignolga as the Yes, as, that's as, yes as it yeah. um, and then Chris Duhan who is James Doohan's son playing Montgomery Scott. Grant Imihara yeah. is playing from Mythbuster's Fame. Yeah, he's playing Sulu. Sulu. Um, you know, uh, so there's
1: there are some you know interesting names on here people and they also and they also Marina Certis plays the voice of the computer, yeah, in, in the Enterprise, yeah, and My, then uh Jamie Bamber, who from yeah uh,
0: from um Ba- uh, Battlestar Galactica Fade, yep. he's on yep. here. He's um, on there. You know, there's there's lots of different. There's,
1: there's a lot of great. Michael actors. Michael Dorn is on. on. Michael, yeah, Michael, makes Michael Dorn makes an appearance.
0: Lou the- Ferrigno makes yeah. an
1: appearance. That that was that was a good one. Where he, where he appeared. Yeah. man. You see how big he is. A monster. He is monster. Fucking he is shit. He is so he's gigantic. And the thing with the writing, the writing and the music. There's one episode where I watched it. I think it was. Um, I think it was like episode eight or episode nine mm-hmm. before they went to the, the finale, the two-parter, where they were able to chime in some of the original music, like the really like sad music. When like, oh yeah, I mean literally, and the way they acted and everything else, John, I almost cry, John, because that's how beautiful the writing is with with this. I mean, to me, this this is far far and away the best like fan made. Um, Fan made Star Trek ever. I think, tell you the truth, if I was Paramount Plus, I would buy them out and have them have a recurring series on there because they get the spirit of Star Trek. Right. They really do. Yeah. And it's just it's wonderful. Here's it's just, here's
0: here's another name that might interest you. Amy Rydell, who was the original female uh Romulan yes. officer. And yeah. then uh Rika Sharma, who eventually plays the security chief on Discovery. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Landry. Yeah, she's Landry, on yeah. here. She's on here. She's, there, yeah. she's yeah. on here. So guys, you know, this is definitely something to check out.
1: That actually, actually, wait a minute. We we, we need to give our condolences to Rhea Limit because she passed away. Did she really? Yeah, she passed away on June 20th. So Wow, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that on uh I was watching a Triangulum Studios where he was talking about the Romulan, the, the development of the Romulan Warbird. the Mm. um, bird of prey and they said so a heart goes out to her family and Mm. and she was a unbelievable um it's an unbelievable actress yeah Yeah. on star trek and just i mean really made just i said to me like like to me you know like when i saw when i first saw her as Rommel, i was like wow just, just beautiful and grace and just and you see her, and she's a commander of a Romulan starship. Right. So that that kind of showed that listen, strong females, they can kick ass, you know. It's, right. it's not just it's not just men. So right. So all oh, here at the academy, you know, condolences to her family right. and to everyone that knew her. May her memory be eternal. So
0: may it, may it be eternal, exactly. Yes. So I do have some news for us today if we do want to kind of get into some of that because it, it is 24 minutes in. So uh Great. let's uh let's sound the bosun's whistle and let's get ready for some news. All right, triple D I'm gonna start with this one for you. I know okay. how you are about Star Trek Christmas ornaments. So <laughs> <laughs> all right, yes. Is, yes. Uh, pop- Pop-Minded by Hallmark announces the Star Trek 2021 event exclusive. Ooh. So uh, Pop-Minded by Hallmark just revealed their 2021 <laughs> event exclusive, a limited number of all new exclusive collectibles and products inspired by their favorite characters to be sold online to the nation's pop culture fans in conjunction with two conventions. This year, it's the Klingon Bird of Prey that celebrates the 35th anniversary of the theatrical release oh. of Star Trek For The Voyage Home. Where they painted the HMS Bounty upon. Oh, really? Week. The ornament is priced at thirty-five dollars with a total run of three thousand seven hundred and fifty. It will be available via Comic Con International, San Diego, July twenty third to twenty fifth, as part of Comic Con, and then New York Comic Con, October seventh through tenth. But it said you could do it online, so I guess it, while those things are going on, you can purchase them online. What's um, the uh,
1: what's 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 the website?
0: I don't know. It just says "pop minded" by Hallmark. They not they're not giving a website. It's saying in conjunction with uh, it will be available via Comic Con International, San Diego, and New York Comic Con. So I don't know how it all works. They don't give a lot of details. So I don't know if
1: that's you have to be at those conventions to get them, or you want you want, you want to send me the information. So I yeah, can, let, let you. me. Sh- let me share this with you. Let me see. Yeah, because you know me. Because you know me and Christmas ornaments. I'm beginning collecting. I want to have a whole Star Trek tree full, full of Christmas ornaments.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. you.
1: Got,
0: that would... I mean, hey, to have nothing but a tree full of Star Trek Christmas ornaments when with that, the Enterprise Topper, you know, hey, go for it, dude, man. That is
1: that. That enterprise the way to go. Is, the Enterprise Topper is... is, that, is dope. that is that is That is the cat's ass, man.
0: It, it is very, very cool. All right, I just sent it to you. So, awesome, so I that's got it. that's new. So I figure I would start you off with some good news there, and then um, you know, uh, so there's been a lot going on even the last two weeks. Uh, um, we're seeing more from Prodigy, uh, more you know things about that. Yeah. But you know, it's not really interesting to me. Um, I don't triple D. I don't know if you play Star Trek Fleet Command. I know we've talked about it a couple times. Where you I got, don't. I
1: mean, I. I I mean, I, I got the app, but I just, I just never, I could. When when it, when it comes to these mobile games, I don't know. I'm like old school. I need a controller and a TV. So,
0: well, I've got it. As a matter of fact, um, just to show you what it looks like, I've got it pulled up right now. Oh wow! You know, okay, it's very cool. So this is um, that's my player profile. This mm-hmm. is my ship right there, mining right there, and then I've mm-hmm. got four ships, and then I can show you here. So you you get a base. So it's based off the Kelvin timeline. Okay. looking base. Okay. You know there, but you get all sorts. As a matter of fact, they just celebrated Captain Picard Day uh, in Fleet Command, where you can get Picard shards to get the officer, and you can get Wesley Crusher shards. And of course, they had shut up Wesley as oh, the name of some of the events. Um, <laughs> shut but, up, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. But you know, to promote the day mm-hmm. and to kind of get everything known, they released a commercial featuring Brett Spiner, um, uh, <coughs> LeVar Burton, oh, and wow. uh, Jonathan Frakes. And they're all in these different things, and they attack a ship, and it's like, hey, we're supposed to be cloaked. And they show LeVar, you know, trying to be Jordy, saying, um, hey, yeah, by the way, our cloak is just now fixed. And they're like, what did you do? You know, this is whole, <laughs> you know, because they fired on the ship without, you know, Jesus. So, you know, being incompetent, you know, nerds that they are. So it was very funny. It's a, it's a cute thing. But um, we're seeing a lot more of this. So, Triple D, how do you feel this is like when we do things like they celebrate Picard Day um, in the game they celebrate? Um, Founders Day, like the founding of the of the uh, of the federation, in okay. there uh, yeah. they they do lots of things that are show related that tie in. Um, how do you think this help helps the Star Trek franchise.
1: It helps it out big time because now because you just you just appeal to so much more of a mass audience. I mean, how many people are playing games on their phones now? A lot of people are playing mobile games, and mm-hmm. this, I mean, having this and then basically. Because you, you, because I mean, listen, 98% of the people that watch Star Trek are nerds, anyways. So they get how to like work the mobile games and everything else. And they're just going to, they're going to mark out for it. It's really good. It also brings, also brings, you know, new eyes to, to people. You know, listen, there's a bunch of kids, 11, 12, 13 year old kids. They don't, they don't have Paramount Plus, but they're playing Star Trek, uh, playing Star Trek uh, Fleet Commander on, on their phone. So they're so 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 they're so they're seeing the history of Star Trek, the ships and everything else. So that's also help propelling the, the franchise where they're gonna go to mom dead. Hey mom dead, I like Star Trek. Where can I watch it? And like, well, you can only watch it on Paramount Plus or Hulu. So they'll they'll go to Paramount Plus or they'll go to YouTube or they'll go and they'll look up Star Trek and they'll become mm-hmm. fans and then they'll support the franchise, they'll buy shirts, they'll buy this, they'll buy that. So it's it's good that they're that they're going into all these different you know niches here. So they got to yeah. keep that going because I mean yeah. you, you look at you look at you look at Star Wars. I mean Star Wars is on everything for God's sakes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Credit cards, Scents. I mean I, anything you can imagine. Star Wars, Star Wars. on. the licensing is like out of control. I Not-
0: may have a checkbook that has the four has four ships of the Star Trek uh, series, the original. No, In- yeah. you
1: have a checkbook like that. <laughs> yeah, so I've got. Which you bank have- is that?
0: Uh well it's you can I got it through Walmart checking oh wow. really as long, as long as you have your routing number and everything for your bank account Walmart checking had because I was looking at I needed checks because my temporarys yeah. were going and so Walmart checking had uh, a deal and it was I was just looking through the different themed you know checks and this was a Star Trek one and it really has you know sixties um, Star Trek Enterprise uh, I've got the Defiant. Uh, which is all I cared about because yeah, I, shit about, I, don't, I like, don't remember what man, else there is. Hope like,
1: the Constitution class. I want the Defiant, man. I want That's the you...
0: Defiant, yeah. And I, th- I, I think the uh, the Galaxy class is on there. And there's one yeah. other. I don't remember. I just know the Defiant's on there. That's my jam. That's my ship.
1: So the fucking hot rod of I, uh, yeah, uh, you I, know, the Enterprise. Can I? Can I just say that I've that I, I know we talked about like favorite ship designs, and I know. Mm-hmm. We both didn't like the Galaxy class, but after watching Next Generation and watching a lot of that stuff, you see the Galaxy class now. It's a beautiful fucking ship. It, it really, is. it really is a beautiful ship. It's so weird though. Like the, that's the thing. There's times when you, where it looks so when fat you see it yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Other times it's like real sleek and it's cool. Sleek, yeah, it's like from like from like the front, it looks like shit from the front, but from the sides and, f- and from the rear, it's like. Damn, baby, you yeah. look good, man. See,
0: That's yeah. what I loved about the Sovereign class because, man, yeah. that shit looked looks good, good
1: from you know, any angle.
0: Any angle. It's yeah. like, you know, you get that chick who is the butterface, you know? Yeah. she got a good nice. body butterface. <laughs> that's face. the
1: galaxy class. That's the galaxy, the galaxy class. <laughs> class is the butterface <laughs> of the, of oh the ship design. <laughs> She's like, a. you look like, damn, man, girl, five from behind in the side. Yeah. She's like a tad, all like, oh, shit, she got like a five face. I don't know. Yeah. So did you Theater. see the new
0: uh, Picard season two trailer with the first look at Q? Have you seen the new trailer that came out?
1: I saw the one where Mon Capitan and then they kind of right. go th- through that. So I saw that one. Now, what was the second one? Well,
0: that's the second because the, the first oh. one was the one with the, with the, where they showed the queen. Oh, and the the b- queen, okay, okay yeah. yeah. So this, so the one with Mon Capitan and everything. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing is possibly other timelines that could have happened. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's what they're inferring. Uh, and so that's kind of the idea that we're seeing with that and so it's kind of that idea of the road not taken that mm-hmm. we're seeing and so I'll be it but it's really piqued my interest because <clears throat> of course the reveal of Q at the end and you know uh, it was just oh that trailer was so good it, it I, was I, good yeah I, I mean, I really, gotta, I'm really really
1: looking forward to it you gotta bring Q in with the card I mean it's if you don't bring q in with with Picard, it's, it's it's awful. It's like, yeah, it's like the same thing. not bringing in Jordy and Jordy and and, and, and Warf. Warf. Come on, that's ridiculous. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have LaForge and Warf.
0: Surely they're gonna do it for next season because they're, they're only doing three seasons. Well, well, yeah. they, they
1: should do it for this season and for next season,
0: they should do it, but at least for next season for sure. Yeah, you know, definitely. they should, they should, uh, uh, for the last season. So, uh, hey, by the way, uh, for Discovery, how do you feel about uh, Jet Reno, the, the character Jet Reno? janet reno she was the jet engineer Rina, the, the engineer that they found in season two that you know had engineered all the stuff to save those people um how do you feel about
1: jet the her addition to the discovery crew and everything like that i like her i mean you know, she's you know i mean listen i like i like i like all the characters on discovery i, I think they mesh really really well so yeah. Yeah, well, so
0: so far, so uh, Tignataro, you know, uh, in case you didn't know, she kind of did some of her stuff separate because of COVID and safeties and everything like that. But she, she has wrapped her work for season four and says um, she's going to be doing as much Star Trek discovery as she can and promises Rena will never be killed off. So, uh, you know, that's a bold statement considering. You're not in charge of writing the story. But <laughs> you know, hearing that someone like that is that invested and wants to be around for a long time, That's good. how do, how does that make you feel um, you know, since you know, you're like, okay, I like the character. You know, when you hear that, how does do you think that helps in the long term, especially with storytelling, mm-hmm. you know, that someone wants to be around for a long time and doesn't oh want yeah, to be
1: definitely, definitely. Because I mean, how how can you have great long telling story arcs without having the, the people there. I mean, look at, look at Riker and, and Troy, look at that story arc, how it took them um, seven seasons of next generation. And then two Star Trek films to finally, you know, to finally, you know, fall back in love and, and get married. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there, I mean, so that, and that was a great arc with, there was some tension there between, between Troy and Worf getting together and Troy. Had right. Been, and you just see that and they built and they they and they built back up to it where they built up to it in insurrection which i love insurrection and which i people, did too i you know and then the people that, that 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 discredit insurrection they can go pound salt yeah uh but so having characters around for a long time you're able to to do those story arcs where you can really really as as as, as hami would say you take the you take the fans on that emotional trip, and then finally you pay it off. And the fans are like, oh, that felt fucking good." Because yeah. you were they were on that trip. They can do that with Reno. They they can do that with with her. They can really, you know, do that with with the love interest. Oh God, what's the um her partner's name? Mm, did Reno have a partner? Oh oh wait a minute, I'm trying to remember which one Reno is. She's
0: Rena is the she's the like the dry you know like when they were interrogating she's like you got any chips oh you know? the only,
1: yeah no all okay i I thought I, I thought maybe it was the young girl I yeah. got I got no no she's she's great yeah oh my god yeah no yeah. really you can I mean you can do anything with her I mean because she's mm-hmm. got just she's got first of all a great sense of humor she's mm-hmm. got perfect comedic timing and yeah you can definitely tell lot you you can you can tell a good like like, long, like, B-story with her and just mm-hmm. have it pay off, and the fans will love it. Yeah. I say, yeah. I mean, I, I hope I, I hope the, the characters stay on to, to to Discovery, where they can tell these great story arcs. So like, I hope Book stays on and mm-hmm. Book and Burnham can have that kind of, like, you know...
0: Will-they-won't-they they kind of... Yeah, will-they-won't-they
1: stuff, you know, because because Burnham's a commanding officer, and Book's yeah, kind of Captain, under her. Yeah, he's Captain. In- so it's like... It, it, I mean, look at Kirk when, when Kirk was Captain of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kirk wasn't crowding around with other, you know, with, with insubordinates, you know, with like lower with lo- lower ranked officers or, or crew members. Mm-hmm. Now, Patrick Stewart tried that, and they did like a couple, they did like a two or three story, you know, episode arc with yeah. that. With the
0: commander. The uh, commander,
1: yeah. yeah. With, like, with like, and that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of had the thing with, with, with him and Crusher, and that really didn't pan out either. Right. so you know, it's like I want to see that, yeah, I want to see that, and then I want you know, just I just want to see everyone's story just evolve, you know, and that's right. So, so they need to stay on, and right, hearing actors and actors say they want to stay on and play Star Trek that's good, that's good for the franchise as well because that gives the franchise longevity, that gives much other actors, hey, guess what, you know they're not they're not they don't treat their actors like fucking shit. Mm-hmm. You know they they give their they treat the actors good. That's the reason they want to stay there. They they write good stories. So, yeah. that's good. That's really good. It's good. It's health, healthy for the show. All right, I'm going to share I'm I'm, I'm, I'm
0: going to get your reaction. I'm going to share my screen with you for this. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Where do I want to go? <laughs> All right. You ready? Are you going
1: to trigger me? Are you going to trigger
0: me? No, 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 no. All right. Do you see what I'm looking at right here? Hold on. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Nope. Nope. So for those of you who can't see, I'm sharing my screen. And it says, Playmobil oh releasing Giants Lord. electronic $500 Star Trek U.S. Enterprise playset. It has pieces that come apart. The base has the 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 Starfleet uh, uh, logo, it's got a clear plastic part holding up the saucer section. The top comes off so that you have the bridge and the bridge crew situated there. Then you have a side piece that comes off with Scotty down in the warp area. And then there's nacelles. It looks like the nacelles are are colored and lighted. Uh, Oh, my
1: God. That is fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. So it says, best known for young uh, kids' toys, Playmobile is going... To Star Trek fans who are still children at heart but have some money to spend. No duh. Uh, yeah. The first new Star Trek product to arrive in September is a classic USS Enterprise playset, wow. almost four feet long, full of figures and electronic features. Uh, just arrived for pre-order at Entertainment Earth. So we know oh, where and- you know where I'm going right now. Yeah. Uh, and wow. with the first look images That's at awesome, man. Toy News SI. So it looks like it says for 10 plus. So you're getting what? One, two, three, four, five, did six, th- seven. Where does it say to go? E-
1: Entertainment earth.
0: Entertainment earth. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> playmobile describes the Star Trek Enterprise playset as a possibly the biggest and most deluxe playmobile set ever. For five hundred dollars, you get a playset measuring forty two inches long by eighteen inches wide. It includes light sounds, uh, you control with an exclusive app via Bluetooth. So, wow. like, I don't know if you see this. This is the bridge, and you got the screen right there, and um, it features uh, <coughs> figures from the original crew, including Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Scotty, Uhura, Sulu, and Chekhov. It opens up both the bridge and the engineering section. <coughs> you could display it on a stand or suspend it.
1: So, well, you, you know where that's going to go. That's, gonna go. <coughs> that's going to go. Let's go in your house, man. Yeah, it's going in my house. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Oh, here it is. <coughs> Reorder, add to cart. <laughs> you, you fucking did it, did you? Oh, my God. I'm looking at it like, ah, should I do it? It's 500 bucks, dude. dude. That's a lot of money,
0: bro. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Is it worth it? What do you think, John? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a Playmobil set. It's, it's, you know, it's, uh, I don't know.
1: Uh I, Do you think here's do, do do you think it will accrue value over the years? Uh I don't see why not. You know,
0: as to long be as with
1: you as long as you as, as long as you keep it in as long as you keep it mint and you keep the box and everything. Right. That's my thought. That is my thought that you
0: keep the box, you keep it mint. So, you know, that that is definitely something you would have to do. Um so um, let's see. What else? Oh, oh, all right. Um, Oh, wow. Okay. Ooh, oh. This was, this was, this was a big deal. There's a couple of them. Jason Isaacs reminds us that Prime Lorca is still out there. Just waiting for a great Star Trek story to oh. be written. He wants to come back. And, I like it. I like and, it. But this is one that you're going to really like. All right. So, Picard's rest in the flute. Original, TOS, Phaser, and more Star Trek memorabilia are up for auction.
1: Yeah, that's that's too rich for my blood. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Starting next week, Prop Store is holding an auction of film and TV memor- memorabilia with over 1,300 lots expected to bring in a total of $6 million. Some of the iconic Ooh. Hollywood <laughs> history includes Harry Potter's wand and eyeglasses, Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber from Revenge of the Sith. Fuck Indiana- that shit. Indiana Jones's fedora. Hello. Okay. That's cool. uh, the and genie's bottle from Jam a genie.
1: Oh, that, that's that's awesome. That, the auction
0: that's... also includes dozens of lots from the Star Trek franchise. One of the expected to bring the most is lot two forty two, Jean Luc Picard's Reskin flute from the Star Trek: The Next Generation episode Inner Light. Do they do they say how much it's, it's, that that would bring? Well, it says right here, originally sold by CBS at the Chrissy's auction in two thousand six. The flute comes complete with the box matched to the one used on screen and is expected to bring between fifty dollars and $70,000. It is being Dang. sold along with a costume continuity script from the Inner Light. Wow. Another I mean, piece of Trek history. Yeah. So listen to this. Another piece of Trek history by the prop lot is number 251, a light-up interior structure of Viger from Star Trek The Motion Picture.
1: Oh!
0: There you go. Oh. Measuring over seven feet long, the detailed model miniature is one of the few remaining from the 1979 film, oh and God. includes electronic lights and cables that still function. Wow! Prop store estimates the piece will sell between twenty and thirty thousand dollars. No,
1: that's that's way too much money.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's there's a few original costumes uh, okay. spanning the Star Trek franchise. This includes Samino's assassin EV suit from Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. Oh wow! Okay. Lot 255 estimated between ten and fifteen thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, it's it's gonna get big, big money for that. A
0: Klingon guard uniform with the shrupper rifle from Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh wow, okay. Lot
1: 260 estimated
0: with seven to nine. Dude, but to have something like that, be rolling around. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Leck the Eliminators costume from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, A uh, lot two forty-nine estimated between three and five thousand dollars, and a Riemann costume from Star Trek Nemesis lot 1100 1, estimated two to two two five to three thousand five hundred dollars. So yeah you know, uh, dude there's some stuff there's a phaser mm-hmm. um it says heritage auctions which is here in Dallas Texas by the way is holding a Hollywood memorial auction with bidding uh opening up online next week. It's from July sixteenth to 16th, but one of the items picked to bring the highest bids is a rare Star Trek the original series Type 2 Phaser Hero oh, wow. Prop.
1: yeah, the Phaser
0: was used big. for close-up camera shots and breakdown into big individual money. components,
1: big including
0: yeah. the detachable Type 1 Hand Phaser mm-hmm. and swappable power pack. According to Heritage, this is one of only two original hero Phaser Props known to still exist. The opening bid, how much, Triple D, for the opening bid for this Phaser yeah. Prop? Phaser prop at least $100,000. 200,000 is the opening day.
1: I was I was gonna go two fifty, but yeah, yeah, that I mean that doesn't surprise me because I mean all, all Star Trek memorabilia is like because because unlike Star Wars that I mean yeah, I Star Trek did hoard hoard themselves out a little bit, mm-hmm. but like real like used props like Star Trek props because they didn't have a lot of them because they basically they even did the next generation on a shoestring budget. They did the original series on a shoestring budget. They did the movies on a shoestring budget as well, except for the motion picture. A lot of those props, I mean, a lot of them got ruined because they left them out outside, and then the weather got to them. So any any time that people have a chance to buy these props, they just go for a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, here let me let me of money.
0: let me share this with you so you can see what it looks like. Um, it is, it, it I mean, you can see that it's been used. Oh um, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, they had to use it. Yeah.
0: So I mean, it's it's been used. So you know, it's it's rough. You can see the detachable hand phaser up yeah, here, I see that. yeah, and the battery pack. I mean, but you can tell it's been used. I mean, oh it's yeah, it's not, been used. Yeah, it's not. And then this is the other thing. You're getting also at this heritage auction three dozen paintings spanning from the TOS movie era through Star Trek Enterprise. This includes some iconic Trek vistas such as the Borg cube interior, wow. um, and so like these are stuff that you would see on the show. You know, so like you've got this Borg interior here. You've got like Sorry. the typical like Federation outpost planet type yeah. living area. This is a uh, this is a concept art for the Ocampa. You know when we wow. see it in okay. Voyager for the caretaker, yeah, yeah. and uh, and then uh, let's see. And this is the concept painting for Romulus for Nemesis. Okay. So you get all. I mean, triple D. How cool would it be to have some Star Trek art My like God, that in your house? That would
1: be fantastic. I mean, yeah. I I have a beautiful painting of. It's a painting of the, uh, I think it's the Enterprise E and Excelsior, and basically it's the two ships together. And mm. the, from the animated series, it was the the ship that looked like the ship that looked like a like a creature. It was like a living ship from from the from the animated series. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that and the, and the two ships. And I I have and somebody hand painted that. And I found that at like a I found that like at an antique mall here locally, and I bought it. It's but I mean it's fucking incredible painting. But to have paintings like that, they were basically they were used on the show, correct? Yeah, I to have. I mean that's to me yeah. to have some, some are concepts and some are like the matte paintings. For still, still, even to have the concept, the matte paintings, and the Type Two Hero Phaser with everything used. Yeah, I mean that's mm-hmm. to to a to a Star Trek fan that basically was successful in life and the idolized track, and they're able to, and they have the money to do it. God bless them. Yeah. I, I I I hope I hope they they buy it. I hope they enjoy it because that's just awesome. I mean, yeah, that's just great. I mean, for a chance to own history like that, it's just it's just awesome. Yeah, yeah. All
0: right, so this is this is massive. The next piece. Comcast is considering merger with Viacom CBS to create mega streamer. Whoa. So yeah, following speculation by industry analysts, a new a new report indicates that giant media giant Comcast is considering to make a bid for Viacom CBS to shore up its streaming strategy. While at the same time, Viacom CBS is making some inter- internal moves to prioritize streaming on Paramount Plus, home of the Star Trek universe, which we've seen that. We've yeah. seen that they're really pushing that, you know, with the whole new structure and everything. Comcast may be the third largest media company in the world, trailing Netflix and Disney, but the 2020 launch of Peacock has failed to put it in the big leagues in terms of streaming. So, you want know to you, you, you know why? What's that? WWE is just bringing down Peacock, okay? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, so today, the Wall Street Journal reports that CEO Brian Roberts wants to change that and is considering a number of options, including mergers and acquisitions. According to World Wall Street Journal sources, Roberts is considering bids for Roku. And Viacom, CBS's possibilities. Wow. Stocks of all companies jumped today due to the report. Uh, when we learn, as we learned last month, media analysis see more big deals coming following the at t deal to merge WarnerMedia and Dis- with Discovery and Amazon's acquisition of MGM.
1: Good Ooh. lord, my god, Ooh. man! It's like That's there's bad. there's you you went from six companies curling media down to like maybe it's going to be two or three. three.
0: Yeah, I mean, so think about that. ATT uh, to merge I mean, Warner I, Media I, I, with Discovery and Amazon's acquisition of MGM, which, yeah, because I, I remember I heard that Amazon had bought MGM, which, because they were telling saying Bond now falls under Amazon's, you know,
1: streaming process. I was like, that'd yeah, be cool. That's, yeah, that's Dude. cool. But also, too, are they going to make Bond under Amazon's whole bullshit, woke bull, bullshit now, or what? Uh, I don't know how that would all work. I, I hope know. not. Just, you know what? Know. Just. Just leave by and is buy. Them. Yeah, yeah.
0: Seriously. So it says bringing Viacom CBS and its Paramount Plus service to Comcast would make Comcast a contender for the number three spot in the streaming industry behind Netflix and Disney, yeah. according to Bloomberg analysis. In addition to bringing together Peacock and Paramount Plus, a merger would also potentially combine Universal Pictures and Paramount Pictures Good with Lord. all the entities having more resources available. These Holy kinds of moves shit. would likely have an impact on the Star Trek franchise, both on Paramount Plus and in terms of theatrical releases. Although Man. any deal bringing Viacom, CBS into the same entity as the MC Universal would create, regulatory challenges as it likely requires some assets
1: to be spun off. Yeah, that's definitely, so, definitely a monopoly right there. Yeah, But and, I mean, just, I mean, they could they, I mean, you have if they merge with like Paramount Plus, I mean, just they can right. basically control the fucking movie industry.
0: Yeah, and they're saying for now it's speculation but Wall Street is taking Wall Street Journal is taking it seriously. The mer- the merger uh, Viacom and CBS did bring some more scale, and the company is still dwarfed by the likes of Comcast, with the market clearly indicating bigger is better when it comes to media companies and streaming. Even if nothing yeah. happens with Comcast, it's likely some kind of deal is in Viacom, CBS's future. And of course, we're seeing that they're prioritizing streaming. Um, the whole idea of you know having Strange New Worlds strictly be you know, a Paramount Plus item. We saw the movie that was released on Paramount plus Infinite. We see They, you know, just the emphasis they're pushing for Paramount Plus with all these different shows that they're doing. Yeah. Plus the new edition of the $4.99, the $5 tier with limited ads for, you know, um, Paramount Plus on all that. It's just making it to where, you know, CBS Viacom and Paramount Plus, they're just trying to really push that. That's the big report. So, Triple D,
1: hearing all this, how does this make you feel? Wow. It, it makes me, number one, it, it kind of scares me that you basically, I mean, listen, I get it. It's good for Paramount Plus. It, it's good for, it's good for Viacom. It's, it's it's good for, for those two companies, but for, for Comcast, but I, I mean, there's no, there's we to be no more small in, in, independent media companies. I mean, no guys making independent movies anymore. I mean, this is just, Creativity is going to be stifled by it because it's just going to be assholes in fucking suits and boardrooms dictating to writers, you know, what to do. You know, there's no more, even no more creativity as far as I'm concerned. You look at like Star Trek continues a creativity with that. Uh, and with all the fan made films as well, how creative they were, how they thought outside the box, that's probably not going to happen anymore because obviously all the big studios and, and the execs are going to have. You know they're going to have guidelines that they want the writers to go by, and they want the they'll want the writers to shoehorn their bullshit policies, their bullshit politics, and it's just like to to me, it's I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what happens, but at the same time, I'm also skeptical because I don't want to see just the death of like small independent media companies, right? Yeah, Yeah.
0: which I mean that was. That's a possibility, you know. I mean, yeah. we're we're seeing, you know, what streaming has become, uh, and and how it works. So, uh, you know, it, it's definitely one of those things that uh, I just sent you the updated that I found another you know oh, okay. thing that showed, that showed the links for the the uh, Klingon uh, ship. Oh, thank uh, you. So, yeah. So, we'll how to get them? It says uh, this article is a little bit clearer. It says the Hallmark uh, 2001 exclusive we sold in limited quantities. Online only in conjunction with Comic Con at home, July 23rd, 25th, and New York Comic Con, October 7th through 8th. They will be sold on a first come s- basis starting at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the first day of each convention. Allotments will be divided evenly between the two conventions. Sales permit one of each exclusive product to be sold per person per transaction while supplies last. And so it says for details on how to purchase the exclusives, visit popbinder.com. And additionally, small quantities of each of the three keepsake ornaments will be allotted for sale. To keepsake ornament club members. For more information on membership, go to I hallmark.com. See. Keepsake club members. So I should probably become a keepsake club member. You do with the amount
1: of yeah yeah
0: with do, the amount you, of ornaments. Did you, you ride. did you
1: see the Ghostbusters one they got too? The Afterlife. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. That's very cool. When All is right. that movie coming out? If you don't mind me, do 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 we know? Uh, when, is it? Is it? I, I thought I thought it'd be out here this summer. I thought so too. Let me
0: look it up real quick. Uh, Buster's Afterlife. Um, well still... they push back on to November. Yeah, I um, well, yeah,
1: wait.
0: which is how it should be. They're saying release date June 11th. Re- what for Ghostbusters? Yeah, it's past. I know. Only in theaters this fall. Okay, so here's here's uh, so they they don't have a date yet. They just say fall 2011 for, or what? 20,
1: for... 2021. Oh, for for Ghostbusters? Yeah. So at yeah. their
0: picture, the Sony Pictures official site. They say fall 20 uh fall 2021. So okay. James Bond November now, which is where it should be. So I'm glad about that. Yeah. <clears throat> Top Gun was supposed to be like this week. Yeah. <clears throat> and they moved it to November. Stupid Tom Cruise. You know, in your Scientology bullshit. Um,
1: <clears throat> uh, but you know I you, you yeah. know, you, you know was really good friends with Ron L. Halvard. Who's that? Gene Roddenberry. Nah. Yeah, no, like Gene, Gene Roddenberry actually told Roddenberry, oh, you know what, I could have my own religion, too, if All I right. want to. Because, I mean, I listen, how many people idolize Gene Roddenberry? Mm. They looked at him as like a god when yeah. in reality he was kind of a piece of shit as a human being. yeah. He, he was, he, I mean, seriously, it's like, I, I actually told, yeah. I told I told a huge Star Trek fan that she goes, oh, I love Gene. I was like, you know, he was kind of a piece of shit in real life. Yeah. And she's like, no, he was. I was like, look it up. Yeah. He was a really yeah. piece of shit in real life. Yeah. And she looked up, she goes, oh, you're right. I was like, I, I am right. Okay, yeah. He was. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not lying
0: to you. So, all right, got a couple more stories for you here. Um, this one: Star Trek. Simon Pegg is working on a Galaxy Twi- uh, Quest TV series. Okay. So, uh, since 1999, there have been a number of attempts to develop a kind of follow-up to Galaxy Quest. But I just watched this weekend, which is great. I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> In a it's, new it's interview, funny. yeah, it's so great. Tim N- Allen
1: is Tim Allen. Allen. Perfect.
0: He's perfect. That um, yeah. Emmy-winning writer-producer uh, Georgia Perchette revealed that to the UK's Times. She is working on a television spinoff with Simon Pegg. The arc contained no other details about the project, but the latest news regarding Galaxy Quest series was one in development at Amazon which would bring back the members of the original cast. Really? A number sure. of writers have been attached to the project including Paul Shear who in two, in 2018 told the rap that it had been put on hold. According to Shear, his version would have had the original cast interacting with the new cast, a storyline said to be inspired by the 2009 movie Star Trek featuring a new cast. Uh, In March of this year, Sigourney Weaver told Collier that Project had been in mothballs in the years following the 2016 passing of Alan Rickman. However, she also indicated new activity, saying, I think they are finally reviving it. It's not clear if the current project involving Pritchett and Peg is related in any way to the one um, worked on by Shear or mentioned by Weaver. However, she said it was a story of an old ancient galaxy quester being brought into the series with another young cast. Galaxy Quest star Tim Allen has also discussed reprising his role as Commander Taggart. Earlier this year, he talked to EW about the possible sequel to the film. In addition to playing Montgomery Scott, you know, okay, so they're just kind of talking about Simon Pegg's, Simon Pegg, you yeah. know, uh, credentials. And so and so there's still, still hope, you know, for Galaxy Quest Galaxy to Quest. come back in some way, shape, or form. So Triple D,
1: how do you feel about Galaxy Quest possibly coming back, maybe even as a TV series? Bring it back. Bring it back. Just here's the thing. Don't 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 fuck it up. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. Just leave it as watch the movie and then do it as how the movie is. Yeah. Don't yeah. try. Listen, don't try to shoehorn any wolf bullshit in it. Just have it as Galaxy Quest. Have it as a spoof. Has it as funny? Have, just have it be outlandish and just all crazy as all hell. That's mm-hmm. it. Plain yeah. simple. That's yeah. all you need. That's all. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Yeah. So. so All right. So I don't know if you knew
0: about this, but apparently a while back, there was an attempt for Star Trek and Dr. Seuss to mash up. Mash up and it was called Other oh, Places You'll Boldly Go. Really? But unfortunately, it goes nowhere after the Supreme Court rejects appeal. So, what? Um, yes, June 24th, 2021, this week. Reuters reported that Star Trek writer David Gerald's book, Oh, the Places You'll Boldly Go, will not be going boldly going to the United States, uh, will not be going boldly to the United States Supreme Court. The highest court in the land has rejected an appeal to the 2020 decision of the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals regarding the Star Trek themed Dr. Seuss mashup. In December of 2020, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals reversed a 2019 ruling which had previously cleared Oh the Places You'll Boldly Go fell under terms of fair use. Dr. Seuss Enterprises appealed the ruling. A judicial summary of more than 40 pages detailed the court's opinion. The panel of judges ruled the book was not transformative, did not qualify as fair use, and infringed on the copyright of the Dr. Seuss Enterprises. Comics okay. makes LLC, one of the book's publishers, appealed the appeal to no avail. The U.S. Supreme Court would not review the case. and looks like other places you'll both go isn't going anywhere. So, Unfortunately, this book, which is going to be happening, is not happening. Triple T,
1: how do you feel about this? This pisses me off because it's like, listen, it's like so. So basically, Doctor Seuss's Doctor Seuss's um, state is saying that it's that is copyright infringement. Yes, but are they going to get a piece of the action though? I'm sure they would have. So then, so then, what's the What's the big deal? It's like, listen, Dr. You gotta understand something. You're gonna appeal to a bigger section of fans now. Mm-hmm. You're gonna appeal to all the sci-fi fans. Oh, wow, is there a Dr. Wow, Dr. Seuss read this? Oh, let's 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 see what else we got with Dr. Seuss books. That's just that that's just that to me, that's being just if Dr. Seuss, if Dr. Seuss was still alive, the guy who creators, he'd be he'd probably be all for it because mm-hmm. he would probably want creative things, but as you see now. The people that took over as a state, okay, they're a bunch of money-grubbing assholes. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy me. with what you got. Happy with what you got. Me. Yeah. All right. So here's one. I'm gonna, I am I hope you're ready for this one. Oh, God. <laughs> star Trek star Marina Sirtis on leaving America. I can't be in that country
1: anymore. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? It's like, well, here's the thing, okay? She hated Trump. Joe Biden's in now she's leaving? It's like... Yeah, yeah, no, it's like whatever, man. You know what? <laughs> oh, no, listen. Yeah.
0: I got no, I haven't even got started yet. You gotta, you gotta let me get read some of this for you. Right all, now, right, okay? all right, go ahead, go all ahead. right. So, the big issue the award-winning <laughs> magazine in the UK dedicated helping to people in poverty recently published an interview with Star Trek The Next Generation's uh, Marina Sirtis, who talked about her recent move back to the land of her birth. Uh, which apparently she's from England and the reasons for it. Picking right back up from a 2019 interview where she declared that Star Trek fans and Republicans cannot coexist. Sirta shared her continued thoughts on that disparity and how it is why to why
1: so 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 then so tell me so then um, why the fuck they even start this podcast then?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well they do coexist, but it doesn't make sense, she said. They obviously aren't watching the same show that everyone else is watching. And they are the reason I've come home, actually. I can't be in that country anymore. Sirtis is referencing the January 6th 6th insurrection in Washington, D.C. as a turning point for her, adding, I was worried that there was going to be a civil war and Trump supporters have guns. Even with the former president out of office, Sirtis lamented the lingering sense of fear because he's living in their hearts. Not Jesus, but Trump, apparently. Um, Referencing her late husband, Michael Lamper, she recalled, Mike, Husband, God rest him, used to sleep with a loaded gun by the side of the bed. That's no way to live. Okay, anyway. The US why, politi- yeah. well,
1: why did he sleep with a loaded gun?
0: They, they don't say in this article. They just leave it at that. The U.S. political divide wasn't the only reason to return home, Sorta said. She pointed out a positive reason remarking, career opportunities are better for middle-aged women in England, and that is another reason why I came back. She sees real opportunity in British television, noting TV is a real women's medium in the U.K., most of the producers are women. A lot of the directors are women. A lot of the writers are women, and they write for women who are not just twenty-five-year-old blondes. She shares her own thoughts with the big issue, including why she thinks Worf deserves his own spinoff show, the nightmare she experienced moving her dogs overseas, and the pleasant—pardon me—surprise the Star Trek Picard ratings gave her and Jonathan breaks. <laughs> and uh, you can
1: visit right. bigissue All right. So 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 so, do you want me to, to comment? Yeah, I want you to go because you did that. On purpose. Oh, yeah, I did that. Okay, <laughs> all right, listen. So, so she's afraid of the Trump support, she's afraid of Republicans. They're the conservatives in England are a lot worse than the Republicans here in the United States. I mean, they are really, I mean, really far to the right. And it's like, okay, fine, if you feel but that they, way, don't have, they don't have guns, they don't have guns. Oh sure they don't have guns that's why that's why there's still shootings in London and everything else <laughs> <laughs> yeah they don't have guns so ju- ju- okay if you really understand something it's like listen it's the same thing in Star Trek. It's like oh wow he got a federation how did he get a federation phaser because there's the black market you stupid idiots yeah and we forgot about the black market <laughs> but um, it's it, to me it's like listen hey listen if you feel that way, Go back to England and listen. And if if there's more opportunities for you, then be then be my guest. But look at TV now. There's more middle-aged female actors on TV mm-hmm. here in the United States than 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 anything. But hey, take your fucking woke bullshit policies over back back <laughs> home to Europe. And stop polluting America with that bullshit. Uh, there we go. So do you think she's I know a- you're, you're 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 waiting for that? Oh, I was. And she and she's Greek and she's like all oh, Republicans give me Star. I was like, listen, I'm Greek, I'm Republican, and I love Star Trek. Yeah,
0: yeah. But they can't go as this. You're not watching the same
1: show that she is. Yeah, actually, I am watching the same show.
0: She is. <laughs> like, I am
1: watching the same show she is. But
0: like, like that's the whole point. Is like saying, okay, you're you saying that is you're not watching the show because in the show it didn't matter like your political yeah. leanings. Like that's yeah. the whole point of the show is like,
1: well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's your like, politics don't matter. No, it, it doesn't matter. And besides they, they do do a little bit, but it's not as pronounced and whatever, yeah. it, whatever. I like, I was watching, well, I was also, I was watching a fan made stuff where they had Kirk's nephew as, 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 as a gay kid. And they had a, a couple of gay scenes in there where they, the guys were kissing each other and stuff. I watched it. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. I said, I said, you're trying to try, you try and trigger me. You ain't going to trigger me. And then, and then in the end, okay. His, you know, his boyfriend makes the ultimate sacrifice and you like, you feel so much sadness for it because you know, there was love and it's right. gone. It doesn't matter. It's like these, these fucking people, think these people think we were some Neanderthal cavemen. We're not. Yeah. For I mean, God's it's, sakes, man. A story like, is a story. A love story is a love yeah, story. Yeah. A love story is a love story. That's it. You know? And, uh, what was it that she talked about? The people in Texas, how the people in Texas deserved to have what they? did? It's like uh, are you serious right now? Yeah, when wow. the when
0: the when the uh, when the power grid went down, and you know, because it was unseasonably cold, you know, and uh, you know, and she
1: she says, "Oh, they deserved it because they voted for Trump." It's like, yeah, like was it's like you 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 your people are the ones after Biden won, stating, "Oh." Oh, we need to heal the country. The country needs to come together. It's like, well, you didn't do a good fucking job of it. No, <laughs> you didn't. Statements like
0: that don't help, you know. And then yeah, and
1: statements like that. And then statements for the last four years, calling like basically blanket statements, calling everyone a racist and this and that and the other thing. It's like, no, it's like Marina. It's like you're. It's like you're just you... as
0: bad as all these other people. No, I know? mean,
1: so was she's living in she was living where in Hollywood, yeah, multi million dollar home. I mean, come on! It's like you, it's like I, I work every day in a fucking in, a, in, a, in 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 a business every day. I deal with the public twenty four seven. You know, I, I'm a, I'm up at two a.m. I work. I don't get me wrong. What she does is hard work too, but still, it's like you live in a bubble. Mm-hmm. You need to get outside the fucking bubble. I mean, look, look, look when you because she lived in California. She lived in California, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, it's like look, look, look at your home state. The homeless population is out of control. It's okay. like you're not doing anything to help those people out. Yeah. Me, me, me as a Republican, I'm like, okay, how can I solve this situation where I get these people working, I get them into homes, get them becoming, you know, good members of society. Not have them live in fucking tents, okay? Like, 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 like fucking animals, man. They're human beings, for God's sakes. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just, yeah. But how deluded are you that you think you have to sleep with a loaded gun? I mean... You know, I mean, I do. I sleep with a loaded gun. No, because I know where my gun is. If I need it, I can get it. Same but, here. You know, I mean, it's not like I mean, but I know people who do. But it's because they want to protect their home. Yeah. You know, you know maybe that's why he slept with a loaded gun, you dingus, because he wanted to make sure that you were protected in case exactly. somebody broke into the house. Because you well, live in she- California, where people can just walk into your home and say they live there now, yeah. and the courts will be like, okay, yeah, sure, you live here now. You know, yeah, because California is so jacked up. I would be that way. You know, I would have a gun if I lived in California. My gun yeah. would be closer to my bed. That's for sure. You know, I mean, I live in the great state of Texas. I don't have to worry about that. I mean, I worry because, about yeah, about Because, you know, let's put it this way. If somebody steps on my property who doesn't know me, I'm shooting them. Or my neighbor is shooting them for me. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's it's not, you know. And, I mean, that's the thing. There's so much that was left out of this to just be so triggering you know that yeah, you know, and, and I mean, but that's this is unfortunately this has been a pattern with Certus. You know, she yeah. she has done this kind of thing, she'll say these inappropriate and terrible things. And here's the problem, she'll back it up yeah, like, with does. the whole with the whole Texas thing. It's and like, know you
1: called her out and people call her out on it, and then and she, she was she still just it's like, yo, listen. What you said was horrible. It was terrible. There's people in Texas that people in Texas don't fucking deserve that. It's no. like, are you serious? Come on.
0: Yeah, you know, but yet she and she backed it up, you know, and that's the sad part is she's sitting here going, oh yeah, I said what I said and I meant it, you know, you know maybe I could have said it a little better, but you know, it's not I mean, really listen, right.
1: I mean, I, I gotta give her credit. At least she said it. And she like. She's she didn't like, back I, ain't, it I ain't yet. backing off of it. I mean, yeah. know. Like, okay, all right. Okay, all right. That.
0: You got some balls there. I'll give you yes, that. Sir,
1: you got, it, you got, it. but it's, 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 it's a horrible statement to say. But whatever. Hey, yeah. as I said before, you know, don't. Hey, you want to go back to England? Be my guest. Yeah. Have fun yeah. there. Have fun there. We're dealing with crushing taxes and and Oof. everything else. Yeah. No, it's 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 not fun. It's like, no. why do you think Here's the thing? I was watching on Amazon Prime Clarkson's Farm. Jimmy Clarkson, he left. He left one. He went yeah, walk out of the city. He lives in the yeah. country. Yeah, and he he loved it.
0: Yeah, he loves it. You know, dude. And, uh, and that that I don't, that series is hilarious. Oh, like, that series!
1: Is, I, oh I, my god, I, I was dying laughing watching. Did the, the, the
0: drone movie. bit with the sheep? You know,
1: <laughs> I'm a shepherd. You know? The shepherd, the fucking. Sheep. And then he
0: crashes the drone. And he's just you know. I'm oh like,
1: I'm when he's trying to shave the sheep. The sheep kicks him with the dots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude oh if y'all are
0: watching the grand tour or any of the spinoff shows they did james may i don't know if you saw the one where he did with uh our man in japan where it's james may going through japan oh dude. no i gotta
1: i gotta watch that one that
0: it's great it is so okay. funny All it's right. great to watch that richard hammond and tory bellici on a uh deserted island and they're the, both the great a, yeah the great escape it's the good, good escape. stuff
1: yeah i got one like, i got their side watch.
0: project stuff that they're doing for amazon Is just as good as the Grand Tour stuff. So if you like the Grand Tour, if you like Top Gear from that era, Mm -hmm. you know, go check out the Grand Tour. Go check out their side projects. Um, It's it's great. It's it's hilarious. So all right, I got one more story for you, Jeremy.
1: Jeremy, your tractor's too fucking big, Jeremy. It (laughs) is not too big.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So all right, one more story. I'm going to share this one with you uh, as well. I'm going to share on screen here with you. Uh let's see, let me come here. All right. So apparently just released. Apparently, this is according to June 18th. We have the Delta Quadrant Star Trek Shipyards, Encyclopedia oh, Star Trek wow. ships of just Delta Quadrant ships. So uh of course we know Forger has been experiencing comeback. Um 2020 is the 25th year anniversary of the show. Mm-hmm. Um And, of course, Seven of Nine showing back up on uh, Picard. Cast Reunion podcast featuring the cast. Celebration of comic book miniseries. Jane Ray's return to Prodigy. So, you know, Voyager has just been getting all kinds of love. And, of course, the documentary uh, that had the $1.2 million haul that we talked about. So Eagle Moss's Heroes, Collectors, Imprint's latest book, Star Trek Shipyards, The Borg, and the Delta Quadrant Volume 1 so they're anticipating Mm. multiple volumes, keeps the Voyager celebration going strong. The book offers a thoroughly descriptive deconstruction along with HD remastered images for 54 ships, including the Borg Cube, the Borg Sphere, the Cytoplasmic Vessel, the Denali Hospital Ship, and other memorable ships encountered by USS Voyager during the adventures of the Delta Quadrant. Marcus Riley and Ben Robinson, also co-writer and editor of Voyager Celebration Deep Space Nine handbook, Managed to transform what could easily have been a bland read into engaging in and formidable. Like, I don't know if you see this page of the Borg sphere.
1: That's awesome.
0: It's beautiful. It's you actually know.
1: gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's I roughly
0: mean, nine by 12 inches and 232 pages. Wow. You know, but, you know, just, you know, the Borg of the Duff make a big impression. Here's a Borg tactical cube. You a know,
1: tactical, like the Borg needs a tactical fucking I know. cube.
0: Yeah, it was the most powerful of all vessels, the ultimate in assimilation hardware. You know. Yeah. Here is the uh, When you
1: want here's the thing, when you want to assimilate in style. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is this is which is interesting because this is the ship design that was uh, that the Borg did when Lore took over. So I yeah. find it interesting that they did that for a delta quadrant ship here. Um, but they're talking about the transport technology for that. Um, here's the Borg probe you know which um we see here was used on enterprise there some it's it's really a beautiful looking mm-hmm. the pages the yeah. information the data feeds man this is definitely a, a book i would want to own Triple D, is this a book that you would want in your collection
1: probably i'll probably i probably go on amazon and probably get it because i've got the uh enterprise like haynes manual mm-hmm. I, I have that one and I think I have on uh, ships of discovery too. Mm. The ships of discovery, it it's some crazy ass ships.
0: Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, so. especially when they go to the future.
1: Yeah, the future. The future is the future cool.
0: So, all right. So that's our. That's all of our news for this week. We we've been almost an hour talking news today, but there was some big stuff going on. And stuff,
1: uh, and then we just we just got involved in some good stuff. Yes, and you know, and then you know, then we had a little bit of a rant session. Yeah, <laughs> and then so so. Oh, what God. We're, well we're gonna listen by the way I still love Troy and Re- I mean I I it's like she she can say all the stupid shit she wants to say, but I still see her as like Counselor Troy. Right. She, she plays the 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 empath who fucking cares for everybody. Yeah, she fucking wants all Republicans to die. I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The oxymoron <laughs> of it, fucking oxymoron, it is.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
1: all right, but let's go
0: into our main topic. We're gonna we're gonna sound the black alert. We're gonna sound the black alert. And we are gonna go into uh, our our main event main topic today. Do you want me to introduce a triple D or do you want to?
1: Well, I can introduce it. So go ahead. We're gonna be discussing now. We have to like narrow the list down. Right. But we're talking favorite alien races of Star Trek, of all Star Trek. So so we say we do King Kong Bunny style. Five! So we the top five alien races. Yes, and this Go doesn't ahead.
0: include any lore, like any um, uh, beta canon, it's strictly alpha strictly canon. Alpha canon, sp- yeah. to movies and TV series. Um, so uh, we will have an honorable mention of what we feel are the worst aliens that we'll give each other. Um, so. Uh, should be interesting on there. So um, I have my list. If you have your list, Triple D. All right. And uh, do we want to start with our honorable mention of who we feel are the worst aliens yeah. that have been on Star Trek? Um, yeah. All right. Would you, I, since you are the uh, <laughs> the purveyor and the host of this show, um, why don't you start with who you feel is the worst?
1: The worst aliens, and yeah. this could be a, the Romulans. They're, they're fucking assholes. Fuck them. <laughs> How did that's I it? know? That's that's all I gotta say is the Romulans. Fuck the Romulans. Oh yeah. Especially, especially, known. especially Tel Shiar. Fuck those guys. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I get that. Well, mine for me, it's gotta be the Kazon.
1: The Kazon, yeah. The Kazon, the Kazon from
0: Forger were the worst, stupidest most ignorant things. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just like, ugh, these, it, it, it's just terrible. And, and, and it doesn't help when there's a meme out there of your race that says, <laughs> when you buy Klingons for wish, and it's a picture of a Kazon. So, you know, to me, that yeah. as the ultimate symbol that you are a terrible race. You
1: suck. Yeah, the Kazans were the worst. Just awful.
0: <laughs> they were awful. They were not great at all. So, uh, yeah. all right. So, uh, give me your number five. Uh, Their triple D. Who's number your number five? five?
1: The Herojin. Oh, all right, the nice Herojin because they're just. I mean, they they came in. And they they fucking. It kicked Enterprise's ass there for a while. And I just, I just, I'm sorry, Voyagers, I'm sorry, Voyagers. I I just, I just liked their whole, like their whole mantra and how they were. And just like, you know, always about the hunt and, Mm -hmm. and they did have a lot of honor and stuff like that. So I, and I I just love their whole, like their whole design, the way they talked and everything. It's just, it was just, Mm -hmm. it just, they really just like appealed to me. So
0: cool. I'm going to tell you my number five. is tholians. Um, okay, you know um, they are just uniquely designed. Yeah, um, you know, you know the the idea that they're like carbon. Ba- you know, they're not carbon based. Um, they mm-hmm. require high temperatures to live. Um, you know that you know that if you went below 380 Kelvin or less, their carapace would crack. Mm-hmm. That they had a carapace. Um, the tholian web. Mm-hmm. Um, that they employed um Tholian punctuality, um, you know, the whole and but still, there's there's so much mystery surrounding them, because uh, they're extremely xenophobic. The beta uh,
1: canon helps, like especially Star Trek Year Five books, the new right. ones that came out, they really they, they kind of go more into the Tholians because in their Kirk, um, they adopt a, basically a Tholian who's kind of like you know, kind of growing up. And they save that Tholian and they learn the language and basically the Tholian becomes part of uh, Kirk's crew. So it's mm. that's kind of cool to see that. So. Right.
0: Yeah. You know, and so but I think they're very neat. They're very they're very cool design. They have oh, yeah. No, they're yeah. angular and you know, looks to them. Mm-hmm. The you know, and just the uniqueness of how they are. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's my number five. So. All right. uh Who's your number four?
1: I go with the Endorians.
0: Oh, Endorians. Okay. I love uh,
1: the Endorians.
0: I'm not going to lie. The Endorians are my number two.
1: The, 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 I mean, just a founding member of, of the Federation. And I really fell in love with the Endorians watching Enterprise. <coughs> yeah. Commander Shram. I mean, I love Shram. Just because yeah. of just because of how fucking just badass he was, and how batshit crazy he was half the times. Oh yeah, because because the Andorians are badass. They don't give a shit. You know they're gonna go in there. They're even if they get their asses kicked, they're still gonna keep on fighting. So. Hands off to the fucking Andorians. right?
0: They, and and then <laughs> and then of course we know they had the Anar, which yeah, were that Anar. offshoot, yep. you know, mm-hmm. offshoot of them, which were similar, but their skin is a light blue and they're totally blind, but they have telepathic powers. Oh yeah. With- But the 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 culture, the fact that they have like four wives and four husbands and and it's a giant family unit and the connections that they develop and the importance that family has. Uh, But they're still a warrior type race. You know, we see even uh, later on, there is a um, it was a Star Trek comic book and I don't remember what it was they just like different things, and they showed this Andorian, and he's on the Enterprise, and he's keeping to himself because they're going to Endoria because Andorian's talking about maybe leaving the Federation mm-hmm. um, because of like the Dominion War and things that happened, and how this guy, you know, basically susses out this rebellious unit, and he was like intelligence officer, and um, when you see like the life of an Andorian, um, I don't know this is Beta canaan but still. Um, It helped me appreciate the endurance. Exactly, yeah. see a lot of that in Enterprise. You know, there's a huge Mm. connection with Enterprise. You see how they're willing to help humans at a cost compared to Vulcans. Vulcans, you know, were almost keeping humans back. And Endurance are like, yeah, yeah, we'll do this. But, you know, we see that there's, in a way... uh, there's are still a little bit more to a cost for that, so yeah. um, you know. So, Endorians I think are great, but you know they're my number two because of all that they did for humanity and and as as a founding member and the things that they do and what they brought to the table um, for that. You know, um, I think to me that that shows um, a good you know aspect for that. So, uh, but my number four are the Jim Hadar.
1: Jim Hadar. Okay,
0: yeah. You know, of course, you know me. I'm a, I'm a, you're,
1: um, you're, you're, you're D Space guy. Nine guy. You know, yeah. and
0: so to me, the Jim Hadar were such a, a, a unique race. You know, genetically grown, yeah. um, but taught this is what you're going to do. But then you had those outlier moments where you had the guy who weaned himself off the white, and you had the moments where, like, uh, it was the episode where. Uh, because oh, there's a couple where they're crashed on the planet, and the Vorta has given up the Jim Hadar's fighting position because mm-hmm. the Vorta wants to surrender, but the Jim, he knows the Jim Hadar won't. And so he gives the position away. And Cisco tells him, Look, your Vorta is betrayed. He goes, well, This is what I do. This is yeah. what for to do, and this is what I'm created to do. And you know, they have the kind of uh, built-in cloaking or camouflage themselves with their surrounding. Uh, they're dependent on capture cell white, but they're inc- they're incredible warriors and fighters. And uh, um, but like their respect for things like the Klingons. You know, um, there was the episode where you know uh, Bashir. Well, no, not Bashir. Uh, Worf and Martok. Uh, well, no, uh, Worf and um, Garrick go to this prison. Planet, oh, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. where they find out Martok's been a changeling, Bashir's been you know replaced with a changeling, um, and, you know, some of these other people. And in that, you know, Worf uh continues to fight the Jim and and win, but he keeps getting, beating and beating and beaten. And we finally get to the first prime, and he doesn't try to kill Worf because he's just in awe and respect that Warf is just not quitting yeah. and just like, whoa, he was like, this, this brings me no honor. So they were like a badass version of, of uh, Klingons in a way. Um, but, you know, still unique mm-hmm. um, in that their, their whole motto is victory is life. Yeah. You know, and that idea that if you win, you keep living. Um, and if not, you die, you know, yeah. and, and just um, some of the uniqueness they brought to that, which is such a, opposite position of the federation yeah you know the federation is is the antithesis of this lifestyle and so when you're up against jim hadar who literally fight for their lives on a daily basis and who are bred for this whereas the whole point of the federation is to live life and yet these creatures are designed that to fight that that's life is fighting, yeah. so you know, so that's my number four for me. All right, uh, number three, Triple D, what's your number three?
1: Because I love to laugh and I love the comedy and Star Trek, comedy and Star Trek, the Ferengi. You gotta go with the Ferengi. See, that was my number three. That's you awesome. can't, I mean, listen, I mean, you can't, how can you go wrong with the Ferengi, Quark, if, Bruns, the Grand Nagus. Knock, I mean these the uh, deep space nine episode where they all are trying to go like the tear
0: yeah. out in order to save Moogie, you know? Yeah <laughs> it's, save you know, it's, episode. it's tremendous. Yeah it's just it's just how
1: fucking greedy they are. It's just oh god, it's just awesome. It, I just I just love their the whole thing. The rules of acquisition and how they go to Varenkendar and it's always raining and the women gotta be naked they can't wear clothes right, the women can't acquire wealth and Boogie is like fuck that shit <laughs> he's like fuck you bitch I'm yeah. gonna acquire as much wealth as I want it's just it's just awesome and uh, and I mean and and Cork is just such Cork is just such a memorable character mm-hmm. you know the whole thing with him and Odo going at each other. Which I did send you a meme where it's like where like uh Odo is uh, Plankton and Right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw that, I saw that. Mr. Krabs. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh, that's a good one. That yeah, was like, good. I also gave you a couple other nasty ones there too. Yeah, no, I you know I
0: saw those. Don't worry. I did see all that.
1: Oh shit. So so your number three was the Frankie too. Yeah, no, because it's the same thing, you know, they
0: they were just
1: you know memorable
0: memorable i mean just the visual i mean we saw them in next generation that visual of the big ears yeah 20 and they had the laser whips and and things like that but then as we get further and really it's deep space nine that we once again deep space nine does a great job of taking some of these alien races and just really building their lore yeah. and their character and we see that in deep space nine we, we just we Hear about the rules of acquisition and who they are and what they do. But even uh, in Voyager, we see the episode where the Ferengi had gone through a little micro wormhole. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. Oh my lord! They get Neelix to be a Ferengi, which the guy who played Neelix was also a Ferengi in like a Deep Space Nine episode or <laughs> or a, 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 a Next Generation episode. Yeah. Of and so you know, which is funny to see that kind of aspect and and doing those kind of things. Um, but like the fact that that's once again, it's completely foreign. To the Federation, this idea of that, but they're able to coexist. Yeah. But then we also see someone like Nog, who goes from being a Ferengi in that aspect to joining Starfleet and becoming a you know a a, a officer in, officer yeah in in the in Starfleet you know and uh, mm-hmm. as a as a Ferengi you know just totally kind of goes a different path yeah. you know you know it, it, it's it's very interesting how that goes but so you you see the ferengi you see how they you know once we've gotten over the whole daemon that you know was wanting to get after picard that was i think the three episodes that we really did yeah with that. i mean which you know. i
1: mean which the writers tried making them like a next level enemy sort right. of like the klingons but when you see when you see him, he just fucking laughed. He's like, hey, "Yeah, look at these fucking guys with these giant fucking ears." Yeah, Seriously. yeah. And so,
0: um, you know, it was good that they went in that different direction in Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. to tell the story of of that really, really, nonchalant Ferengi aren't going to fight you. They're going to, you know, do um, economy to you to death. You know, yeah. so that's that's really what they're going to do. Yeah, you know, so uh, that's that's my number three as well. My number two. We've already talked about the Andorians. What's your number two?
1: My number two, the Klingons.
0: Klingons, okay.
1: Klingons. Yeah. I, I mean, because I mean, what can you say? They're they've been the bane of the existence for the Federation for so long. You know, they were the Soviet Union. <laughs> they were the mm-hmm. they're basically they were the Soviet fucking union all yeah. throughout that time. And Star Trek Six basically showed the fall of the Klingon Empire mm-hmm. when the Praxis Moon exploded. But it's just their whole thing, the honor and everything else, like, you know, just their whole, like, their whole motto and their whole mythos about them, you know, like, you know, honor and just, you know, just bring honor to the house. We don't want to mm-hmm. dishonor the family. Yeah. It's something it's something that everyone should, you know, believe in, you know, because you want to bring honor to your family. You don't want to dishonor your house. Right. You don't want to dishonor that, dishonor your name by doing things that are less than honorable, like mm-hmm. you know like like the house of Ross going with the romulans mm-hmm. you know so it's and i just and i and i love the characters right worf i mean look at me worf kruj from star trek 3 played by christopher lloyd mm-hmm. um martok all, martok all, and even the klingons from the originals yeah klingons from the original series just Which, because
0: i love that they brought them back in yeah. Deep Space Nine. They did. You know. Yeah, they
1: did. Yeah. They did. They and know. they brought him back with the ridges, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I love the. The 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 D space nine episode where they went back and they did the trouble triples and and where where the Klingons where the Klingons we don't talk about that we don't talk about that and then yeah. you know, <laughs> so I I love all that and
0: yeah but the, and, even even still we see in Enterprise the reason why you know yeah. the the retro by the, yeah. the cleverness to go hey we're gonna build on it now I'm gonna be honest Klingons are my number one uh, okay. because you have to have for for the Federation to work you have to have that good. Yeah, Pro, you man. know, antagonists, and the mm-hmm. Klingons were it. You know, wh- from whatever iteration, even even when we get into TOS, I mean TNG and Deep Space Nine, you know, the Klingons are partners, but they're still that kind of uneasy partner. Yeah, you know, you know, it's you know the Federation is learning how to deal with them, but they're still that kind of well, they mm-hmm. won't. They we even see that in seasons two and three of Deep Space Nine, yeah. where we're going to go after Cardassia for honor, and they're like, no, we're not going to do it. Well, we're breaking this accord. And so now the Klingons are now back in strife with the Federation. You yeah, know, the, uh, what was it? The, uh,
1: 48 Accords. Accord. Yeah. yeah, the, the
0: 48 they, Day He breaks the, the Kinemar Accords. Kittimer and, Accords. And, and all that. So, uh, you know, the, so there's, to me, the Klingons are, 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 are our are number one because they're great antagonists. But even when they become an ally, they're, they're still that kind of, they're an ally. We get along with them, but, there is that history between them, but they, we also suit to see in, in next generation, deep space nine, the rich culture they have, the opera. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, the, the, the art that they produce, the things that they do. I mean, all this kind of thing that the way the batleth is treated in the house and that, you know, the batleth is not just a weapon. It's a, it's a piece of art and work and it's an actual martial art to be able to do that, you know? So, um, you know, just the different things we see their religion and culture that they're they they killed their gods, you know, and they're that you know, it, there is no god in, in Klingon, but there is Kalos, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, and, and and how that plays into everything, you know. So, there's a whole bunch of just really unique things that even when they become allies that makes them so, um, different, different and makes them. Still, even though they're allies, they're still kind of antagonists in a way that y- you just really want to delve into their lore and who they are. That yeah. they they're just so memorable. I think they're the most versatile. I think as far as how they've been used, yeah, in, you know, in in culture, in the Star Trek culture, which as between antagonists and allies and the in betweens and the back and forths and then the things like that, you know, um, they they were used so well and written so well um that you know you can't i mean honestly you think federation and klingon you know when i think Mm -hmm. star trek those are the top two that pop into my head the way i looked at it is okay we're not talking about humans and federation when i think what do i think of when i think alien when i think races in i think federation and klingon those are the first two things i think about when i said when i was making this list of going okay who did what now i will say an honorable mention you know, right below the tholians is the breen, because once again, the same thing. That's an honorable mention of you know yeah. one that I really like, because again, the mystery aspect. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's some saying that they they live in cold. Some say that the breen aren't necessarily breen in the sense of we don't know what they look like. So yeah. could they be multiple species under those things because they're all the same? Their their voices are you know in a scrambler per se, and so. Um, they're just very enigmatic, you know, races. I like that. So it, it was tough between the Tholians and the Breen for me. So I have to throw those as an honorable mention, right? As they were like 5A under the Tholians <laughs> for me. But for me, the Klingons are number one. I so see. let's go to your number one, which I can guess based off the way you titled yourself today. Get, but let's go ahead and tell everybody what your number one is
1: the Vulcans. I mean, which, which don't make my list, by the way. Wow, yeah. Wow, a- fuck Spock. Yeah, fuck to Paul. Fuck yeah, fuck well, DePaul. I would. Yes, yeah, I know you would. So so would <laughs> I. I mean, you gotta go with the Vulcans. I mean, just their whole everything. I mean, just the 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 people that they produced in, in Starfleet, Spock, and his teachings, the Vulcan mind mill how they were telepaths and how. They do have emotions. And when they let the emotions out, I mean, it's uncanny. Mm-hmm. And plus, too, the strength that they have as well. You look at them, like, you oh, know, but they're strong. They got stronger than a human. Probably break every bone in a fucking Klingon's body if they wanted to. So, and, and plus, too, like what the Vulcans meant for the Federation. I mean, I, if if not for the Vulcans, you wouldn't have Starfleet. You wouldn't have the federation. The first contact it was made by the Vulcans, Mm -hmm. and uh, and I love how big and yeah, I mean, and did they kind of hold back the humans? They did, but did they have? I mean, but them holding back the humans though was there a reason why they did it? Yes, because were they ready to go on their own and face people like the Klingons and the Romulans without really? Having the necessary firepower and everything else and, and, and technology they did have a point there so I get it but then eventually though who was the 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 Vulcan ambassador in enterprise what was his name oh um, was this was this Soral I thought it was Soval but uh, Soval, yeah Soval. I, I he, yeah to me. I love Soval's character because how him and Archer would go at it. And then towards the end, you know, you've just fell in love with Soval because Soval and Archer just became really fucking close. And same thing with T'Pol and Archer too, how close they became. And Soval, 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 Soval. Yeah. Soval you, and you just love how close they became and everything else. And Spock and Kirk and even Tuvok and Tuvok and, and, uh, and uh, Janeway, in, in and um in a in a Voyager, mm-hmm. so I mean that's that's great. And then in Discovery, you had the reintroduction of Spock in Discovery and Burnham, and mm-hmm. you know, and Sarek. Sarek. I mean, my God. Sarek. I mean, Sarek. I mean, I, I mean, Sarek is. I mean, what Mark Leonard, him portraying as Sarek, how mm-hmm. great was he? And how much you just mm-hmm. love Sarek, especially during the Babel when. Sarek, Spock, and Kirk all singing the beds, and and his wife's and Amanda's his his wife's going nuts, and she's like logic, 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 you know. And Spock's like, she's the most logical creature, isn't she? Isn't she, father? Yeah, she is, Spock. So why did you marry her? It was the logical thing to do. It's yeah. just, it's just, I just, I just love the Vulcans. How it's just so yeah. even keel, and but in reality, though they have a dry sense of humor and if you pick mm-hmm. up on it it's really fucking awesome
0: it really so, is yeah, yeah so and,
1: that's 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 why the vulcans are, are number one for me
0: hey and i mean it's the, and I, it's a great choice the reason why they're not on my list is you know um because when i think federation i think human and Vulcans. exactly so yeah they're they're not so they're not top five for me because it's kind of humans and vulcans are that symbiotic relationship you got the Wild, emotional, human, and balanced with the stoic Vulcan. So for me, the Vulcan is synonymous with the Federation and with humanity. You know, I think of all the races, those are the two closest races that we see that almost are intertwined. Yeah. Um, you know in that aspect so so that's why they're not on my list I gotcha is because not that I don't like them I don't think they have done a lot for the Federation uh, I don't think you know they yes they produce some great characters and everything along those lines but to me they're synonymous with the Federation so that's part of why they're not on my list I went with people and and races that are out there that are different now so you went Herogen, which is a discovery yeah and Dorians at number four which number four really is an enterprise, enterprise race yeah. uh Ferengi. would you say that's t- uh, next generation or would you call we, that D space nine
1: we could, we could call that all like like we could say that's like the that's like 90s track right 90, all, okay. yeah 90s, 90s track yeah. klingons
0: which are ubiquitous with the Ubic- series yeah,
1: it's, and, and same with the vulcans, vulcans you know same yeah. with that so
0: uh, that's mine and then so tholians for me
1: mm-hmm. uh, tholians that was, was really enterprise series. og
0: Uh, Well, OG and Enterprise. Yeah, OG and
1: Enterprise, yeah. Because they
0: had that in that dark universe where the Thorians are there. Mm -hmm. Um, The Jim Hadar, which, of course, we know is Deep Space Nine. The Ferengi, which I kind of call Deep Space Nine because we see more of their culture. Exactly, yeah. You know, in Deep Space Nine. The Andorians, which is another Enterprise. Enterprise. You know, I would say race because we see a lot more of their culture and everything Mm -hmm. in the beginning. And, of course, the Klingons were ubiquitous for, for everything like that, which... You know, c- covers every. I think um, they're there in was, every series. Yeah, they're in every there series.
1: Was, yeah, there's there a couple of races that we didn't match. A couple of, like big time races, the 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 Bajorans yeah. and the Cardassians. We didn't mention yeah. the Cardassians. Yeah, Cardassians have. A lot is like the Klingons, art, opera. Oh, there's a, the Cardassians are fucking deep people.
0: Yeah, they are, and so are the Bajorans. You know, very spiritual, deep, very yeah, very yeah very deep, very spiritual. Um, as we know, uh, we're doing things. Well before Cardassians are humans, yeah. With space travel and things along those. Lines. There, I think I think those are great honorable mentions as well. Those are
1: great honorable, mentions. you know.
0: But to me, they're they're confined to Deep Space Nine. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, a, yeah. It's know, Deep Space Nine property, yeah. you know. Whereas, I,
1: I mean, well, I mean, you did have Cardassians in Next Generation, though. Some, but we're
0: not; they're not flushed out like they are. And D, yeah,
1: D space, Nine, D space,
0: yeah. space Night. We we have the one, uh, the one episode where there, we've kind of get them fleshed out with Picard, where he's you know there are four lights. There uh,
1: are four lights. lights. Yeah,
0: which we see a little bit of that, which uh, yeah. with David Wagner in that one, who eventually plays Chancellor Gorkon oh, um, in the movie. Yeah, uh, and he's also in five as yeah, the he's a human terrible. ambassador.
1: Yeah, and, you know, and just
0: all over the place.
1: Also, to the voice of Rasha, he uh, said the voice of, of Rasha Golan in Batman the Animated Series. Yes, you know. Oh. So just,
0: uh, by the way, love him as an actor. Super great. Oh, he's a great you actor. Uh, yeah. But you know, uh, honestly, you know, and I, of course, my argument falls apart because I picked Jim Dar, who are really a, a Deep Space Nine, you mm-hmm. know, thing. But they were so unique and so different. Well, yeah, I think I mean, they stood out. You know, and same with the Tholians. We only see them a, a couple of times in TOS and Enterprise, but they were How about so the founders
1: unique. too. How about the founders? The founders are good the founders, you know? the changelings. I mean, we could we could build a yeah, bigger I mean, list if we want, yeah. but we
0: really for time and for and to really mm-hmm. make us think a little bit. I think we had to pick our top five, the ones yeah. we think of, you know, and so you know, I, I think this is a fun list to go. You know, this is who I think of when I think Star Trek and my top five favorites. Yeah, and uh, you know, it goes. You know, it's interesting how um, you know that we both had the Ferengi at three. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I know. You had the Endorians at four, minor at two. Uh, your Klingons are at two, minor at one. One. You yeah. know, and so we shared at least three of the alien races. Yeah, the only, the only ones.
1: Yeah, like the the Hirogen was the the Hirogen is kind of a it's kind of a it's a Voyager only race, right? But- but they were just so, like... They were, unique. Unique. They were a unique. They were a unique brand of cats, man.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, saw. So. I think there, there may be, what, four or six episodes, really, that we see Hirogen's in. Yeah. You know, make, a, make a major part. But still, they had a huge impact. Huge. The, the Jim Hadar, you know, we see they had a huge impact, but they yeah. they extended that through the Space Nine, you know, yeah. from season, well, what, three, end of season three, beginning of season four on... Yeah. We see the Jim Hadar and and just what they bring to the table.
1: That know? Dominion War, that 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 that, that Dominion War storyline is probably not 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 just sci-fi wise, but TV wise, is probably one of the greatest like story arcs ever.
0: Easily, easily has yeah. to be. It easily mm-hmm. has to be. So, but what we want to know is what are your favorites? alien races give us exactly. your top five we yeah. want to know what they are we are doing this show for you the people how do you tell us though oh that's a good question i'm glad you asked well if you want to email the show and tell us give us your top five list of favorite star trek alien races you can email us at the academy hng at yahoo.com um, you can also hit us up on twitter you can go to twitter and you can hit us up at And type in at the academy hmg to hit us up there, and we will love to see your top five there. You can DM us or tweet at us for that. You can go to Facebook and just type in the at symbol because we're just super helpful like that. Type in at academy hmg takes you to our page, post right there. Tell us who you think your top five are, or you can just go to Discord and go to the Academy Leaf right there. Oh my God!
1: Do you know you know you know we totally left off who we Borg. The Borg. Of course, yeah, the Borg. The Borg. I mean, it's like the biggest villains, but you but you know what though, but you can say the Borg are just recycled, you know, aliens of different races, though. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and, and that's true. I mean, I, that's why I didn't pick them. Um, yeah. is because it's like, okay, well, you're just getting a lots of different um you know, aliens put in with parts put on them, and so- they
1: created V'ger.
0: So there you go. So so you think. So those are the ways that you can contact the show. Tell us your top five things. Uh any stories. Tell us if you would bid on any of those things that we talked about that are gonna be in the auction, the props are out there. If mm-hmm. you would spend five hundred dollars like somebody on the show is for a yeah, play baby. mobile
1: set. Fuck yeah. Play mobile, man. I used Dude. to play mobile back in
0: the day. You got that socks made of silk money, bro. You have My, got that I, I ain't
1: got that socks made out of
0: silk money. Yeah, you do. If you're paying 500
1: uh, bucks for a Playmobil
0: set, you got that sock made out of silk money right there. Bro. Going. And so, bro. but that's how you come Every now and show. then, bro, I- Come yeah, well, I man. You crack me up. But that's how you can contact the show. Tell us what you want. Tell us the thoughts. Tell us if there's a topic you want us to talk to discuss. You know, I mean, we don't mind coming up with the topics. We have fun no. talking about these things, yeah. but we want your perspective on them. We are here for you. We are fans. This is by the fans, for the fans, talking Star Trek. Um, uh, like you said, we're working on maybe getting some stuff done. We talked maybe about getting some of the people from the Star Trek continues. Um, show onto our podcast, Mm -hmm. talk about it and spread more love about it. Uh, It's a nonprofit. So if you want to go support them, go do so. That's how they're able to kind of keep that on the internet and keep it alive and going. Um, So make sure you go check that out, go watch it, tell us what you think, see
1: what you, you know, what you like about it. Yeah, no, Uh, really. I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, I watched it, John, I literally, I was sad. I was sad that it ended because, It was just so good. And, Jesus, right. ah, man, I'm, I'm telling you. And basically, I had, had ideas. I, I, I got keep, the hots for the fucking counselor. There's some
0: hot chicks on there. And it's a continuation of the five year missions. The idea of if a, yeah. a fifth year mission would have gone on um, if, if, if that last year. So make sure you are checking that out as well so that you could do that. Uh, if you want to. Um, send your stuff to me directly. You can do that. Um, We can go, you can hit me up um, on Instagram and you can hit me up on Twitter as JReezyMen If you want to send your stuff to me that way, Uh, if you want to uh, hit me up on Facebook, you can do that as well. Um, And tell me your top five lists or any topics. If you want to just send it to us directly or send it to me directly that way, we can do that for you. Uh, If you want to, um, you know, talk to me about mental health if you need help with mental health aspects um, or maybe you're dealing with other things and how I can help you. Uh, you can email me um, with my work address, email address It is john at freedomhousepc.org. Uh, let's get your mental health in order. Um, it's okay to get help for your mental health. You, you need to make sure to do that because mental health is important and I'm here for you. Want to see you? Want to keep have you keep listening? I want to have you uh, tell us what you think. So don't forget to take care of your mental health. And if you need help with that, i would be glad to do that and help you figure out what it is, the steps we need to take to mm-hmm. get you on that right path. So um, that's how you can get a hold of me and all this kind of stuff um, if you want to. Triple D, you are the purveyor of the donut, the purveyor of the Greek olive orchard, <laughs> and, and yes. Uh, you know, they are many, many things. So, how do the people get a hold of you and your fine, fine products?
1: Well, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me. Basically, you can find me on Facebook at Dimitri Zertos on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, it's just look at Dimitri Zertos on Instagram. I don't, I don't remember my fucking handle on Instagram. <laughs> uh, I only got maybe like twenty posts on there because I don't post on Instagram. I just, you know, what I do on Instagram? I collect followers. That's what I do on Instagram. Uh, uh, find me on Twitter, Greek DZ 25, but I'm not on there because it's too fucking toxic. <laughs> the only, I'm only on the Academy Twitter page because it's not toxic. <laughs> so, uh, plus two, if you want to look at the best donuts, dip and donuts, CNY on all social media platforms, my, my, the platforms is run by the great Ben Hameen,
0: all we all,
1: Yalla, who we all love here at Hameen Media. The founder, the creator, uh, a really good friend of mine. He's probably gonna slap the living shit out of me next time he sees me. Uh, also, to uh, Zerosoliveoil.com for all the finest olive oil out of Greece. And also, to professional wrestling is back in New York, and Dip and Donuts is going to sponsor Mortal Championship Wrestling. Oh, yeah! Mortal is Mortal is the home of. The immortal champion, who is Greek, Ah Papadon. Yes,
0: hey!
1: he, he bookie monstered his way to the top to become the champion. <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> no, actually, no. He he earned it, man, because yeah, he yeah, he good. he is the best fucking the best unsigned talent mm-hmm. in America, probably in the fucking world. Yeah,
0: if you haven't seen his match uh, that they did with the MWA um, and like I think in Hollywood or something like that, they, yeah, he, he had a match with. Some jobber, I don't know, but man, that match was so good. It was mm-hmm. so good. And the fact that the NDA, NWA did not pick him up stupid. is stupid. It's stupid. I mean, yeah. I mean, he knows how to work a match, he knows how to get heat in a proper way. Oh god, get heat. Jesus. Jesus. I mean, he's a heat magnet. And he is, you know, um, I mean, because he does stuff like the NFO podcast, that'll bring you heat no matter what. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> and so, but you know, the fact that this guy is not signed somewhere is is literally a crime it is you a know, crime. if you if you can get him into your promotion do so he will yeah. make your promotion that much better yeah, um, because he he knows the business he knows how to work he knows how to do the right things and he does it the right way so um, if you're out there and you're a wrestling fan check out his stuff if you know who that ggp is Get him into your fed talk exactly. to your local independent yeah.
1: bookers, yeah.
0: bring him in, and he's going to do a great job for you. So mm-hmm. make sure you're doing that, um, as well. And then maybe he'll bring along some conspiracy horsemen, maybe they'll show up too. You yeah. never know. Maybe you get a deal where you I get mean, Hameen, yeah. Stevie Richards and Big Salala showing up and uh, you know, having a good time,
1: as, as we've said before. I immortal championship wrestling. They've you know, we love they they love the horsemen. So the horsemen are always you always find at least two or three uh three out of the four horsemen always at always at an ICW event. And we're running here in uh northern upstate New York. So mm-hmm. if you guys are in the area, check it out. ICW World Championship Wrestling dot com. They can find my Facebook. Um, and uh we're the holding the first show in Rome because uh New York decided to lift all the restrictions because Andrew Cuomo's daughter was getting married, so he figured, okay, I need to lift all the restrictions so I can, you know, have a wedding. Whereas something.
0: Texas has been running shows forever, and I just went to a show Friday night. I saw watching, that, yeah, yeah, I'm watching JD, uh, JTG, and EC three in the main How man-in-net.
1: big is JTG? They're, he's huge.
0: Like he's the match, he's a so monster. Like what like, well, three months ago, the last show, it was Alexander Hammerstone and him in the in the in the match, and Hammerstone is massive. Dude, yeah, and, he's he's and JTG was almost as big as that dude. Wow. Yeah, you know, they listed Hammerstone at two forty five and JTG at two forty.
1: Wait, Hammerstone is two forty five. Yeah. No, he's
0: bigger than that. He's got to be bigger than that. But has got to be like he's got
1: to be he's got to be pushing 295.
0: two ninety five. But that dude is ripped AF. Yeah, like I'm talking massive so jtg then ec3 i i don't know if you saw the pictures but He's that dude, that dude is jack they had him listed as 231 and they had jtg at 241 you know and, and that, i mean the, both of those dudes were jacked to the gills too man i'm telling you it's it's and ec3 had a great promo at the end of the night man he ended the night because shane taylor pulled uh jtg out because shane taylor wanted to be JTG for the championship for VIP wrestling, mm. knocked him out and all that kind of stuff. And then EC3 came out. He's like, Hey, who started this, you know, uh, DQ bullshit and everything like that? He says, and, you know, it's great to be, ah, oh, smell the free air in Texas, the free state <laughs> of the United States. And, you know, and he's like, You know, and you know, yeah, no, he was putting over Texas hard that, you know, we were wrestling, we were the free state in the nation, That's and right. that, you know, we're all out because we love professional wrestling and we love yeah. you guys and you're here. And, you know, it, it just gave, one of the best promos I think I've heard. And he talked about, you know, JTG being a great. He says, what makes a great promotion is, is a great champ. And JTG, you're a goddamn great champ. You know, and like just, you know, they talked about how, hey, we passed cross paths in another place. And now we're a little bit different, a little bit more jacked. <laughs> you know, it yeah, was very funny. A lot more jacked. A lot more jacked, both of I them mean
1: are. I mean, good Lord. I mean, I just, I, I got, a, somebody sent me a picture of Buddy Murphy.
0: Oh, my God. I saw that. Dude, he's. he's I saw that
1: Unden- so, yeah, undeniable that. undeniable. It's like, right.
0: it's somebody sent it. They, they, so it was on Twitter. I saw it. And it's, uh, is the guys from, um, super J cast that talk about new Japan? Uh, and they were like, okay, so you don't want to be in the best of super juniors then, you know? So, cause he's all, you know, just huge jack.
1: Here's out. the thing. Here's the thing. Now, not, not to go off on wrestling, but just to right. say when you have guys like JTG, Alexander Hammerson, even though he signed that MLW, but please, what's yeah, ML? I mean, um, Buddy Murphy, you look at these guys, and they're not on TV yet, and they know how to work. Yeah, you have guys on AEW that are maybe 150 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, and they're not believable. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now everyone they 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 I know Big Ray has a hard on for Darby Allen. But Darby Allen gets his fucking ass kicked for 98% of the match. Mm -hmm. And then when the heel slips on banana peel, that's when he goes over with, like, a big fucking move. Yeah. And that's it. So, but you have guys, like, they're 150 pounds going strike for strike against guys. So, but. Yeah. To have those guys not signed. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really It's 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 a fucking tragedy.
0: Like it what but, Jungle Boy versus Kitty Omega this past week, dude. You know?
1: Seriously, I mean, listen, I get it, Jungle Boy. I mean, seems like a nice guy. Seems like, but I just—it's yeah. not believable. It's just not. But all right, as we end on that horrible bombshell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, to quote Top Gear, and to uh, quote Top Gear yeah, in the, the Grand Tour.
1: Yeah, so it's a, and a horrible bombshell. But we had a great Star Trek podcast. We talked a lot of Trek. We talked a little bit, too, about maybe having a dove hunt in Argentina. Yeah. And as I said before, the Academy, we're always trying to teach new lessons and try to teach you stuff about new culture. And that was kind of a new culture thing that we talked to you about. Mm-hmm. Argentina and its dove. Infestation. <laughs> Infestation. Jesus Christ, I can't believe that. But listen, guys, um, We'll be here two weeks. Two we'll be here two weeks later. Same, same Star Trek time, same Star Trek channel. And my friend John, live long and prosper, peace and long life. And we will see we'll see all the fans and all the crazy alien racists two weeks from now. Good night.
0: Especially those arrived slave girls.
1: Oh yeah! Oh, that's another alien race for the Orions. (laughs) Oh Lord! All right, guys. Later.